0: Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm really going to miss Chester Chunk Runk, Eric Shea. And I'm the purveyor of positivity, Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 519.
1: 519, this is a pretty good week. We have a lot of good books ahead of us, Eric. I think all of them on this podcast are going to be just rootin' tootin' great. would you do, Jim? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to jinx it, and
0: it's going to be a real short show. <laughs> I'm oh. just going to jinx it what's oh. We'll just put Jim in the title of that it's going to be that short of a show. Mm.
1: Thanks a lot there, pal.
0: Just because you're That's tall right. doesn't Get make down. you better, Get you down. jerk. You I don't jerk. need to convey your positivity. Try to think he's better than me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes,
1: we'll have some mumble rapping later, unfortunately. what no, we will have oh, We will. No, we won't. <laughs> to Tell all you weirdos out there that if you want to listen to, say, me and Eric talk about Action Comics number 1061, and maybe Outsiders that, huh? number three. We have that over on the Patreon Spotlight. That those were the books picked by the Badasses to Get Fresh crew, and they picked a pretty good one in that Action Comics and Jason and Aaron. Coming Over to DC seems like he's Getting his groove back like Stella And it's pretty exciting we had a good time Talking Stella. about that you know Stella
0: and she's that lady just, she got A groove back
1: she did so If you again want to hear that if You're wondering why we're not talking about both the Action Comics 1061 or Outsiders number three those we are on did. the Patreon Spotlight patreon.com Slash weird science but that out all The links for all of our things are in The show notes of this and every show So you can check those out but as I said, the Badasses of the Get Fresh Crew, they did pick those two books. And we're going to give a shout out and a little roll call to the Badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. And here we go. So I say all this. I didn't even have it ready. I thought I had it ready. I David Fix. True. Dead Nation. Yeah, y'all. Eric K JLG Zach Walker The Annihilator Ted Probst I Love Punchline Stork Michael S Cam Matt Razor My man Matt Razor uh, Leo Stewart Steven Powell <laughs> Jason Colby Sue 42 To you and me Michael G Comic Boom Rocky Scary Oh my Jim's mom I mean seriously oh. that's, that's pretty good Jim's mom You know, you know she wears combat boots there huh? Did you know that? And Mark uh-huh. Jager, I have to mention. Last week, I, I don't know why me and you started talking about Scary Potter that way, mess. And I completely forgot that Mark Jager. He was upset. He thought that he was bumped. Bill Beer of the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Noah, Marv, Matthew, Rapier, Luke Hollywood, drunk. Simon, maybe drunk. Luis, man, ship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh, Million, Batman Beyond, Mark, Brandy, Murray, Beamer, up there in Canada. Buffalo, Canada, and doxing his ass in Minnesota, double-A, run, And shout-out to the all-time greats Reginald Drinkwater and Rob Lewis. Mm-mm, and I do have to apologize. And suddenly you hear some crazy yelling, my my son, Rafe, is down there and his, his stupid Cleveland Browns are on, so he may end up yelling at points, that, you know, good this or bad, but he like. is watching the Browns play right now, so that is the time frame of it. But, yeah, we have a bunch of good books. Couple songs for you, Eric. All that, all rolled up into one—that is uh, like a egg roll of fun—is what oh, I like to say. Fun, There's it? an egg
0: roll of fun, Eric. that
1: a spring roll. I can't eat some of that stuff right now. I'm trying to
0: get into t- shape. I can't eat some of that stuff, everybody. Let me tell you about my life choices now. I am my life choices to get it with you on Saturday. took this
1: nonsense, but Eric won't give me a hide or hair of what you hide know he or thinks. Hair, so I never know. That kind of goes in with the Beast World, right? <laughs> right? There, we'll see. But we're gonna go. We have some big books like Beast World and the Green Lantern, you know, all this stuff. But we'll see how that is in just one moment. I see a star who's green. Now we said blue. Jake Eric in the boom along in the zoo When I think to myself What the hell is this world? I don't have a clue But it's not right Watch out for Lois lane That bitch might bite And I said to myself, what the hell is Beast World? We're going to see how much fun Eric likes having. We're going to end up starting, obviously, with the big event, the Titans Beast World. And if people were listening, playing at home, we didn't really love Last Issue. We thought Last Issue was a little bit off, not a lot going on, a bunch of setup. And I said i I hope that we get back on board. I hope that we get back to doing some bigger things. I hope that we see some things going on. Uh because we were worried that the whole idea of having everybody turn into furries might not have legs. They have legs, maybe all four of us, Eric, you know, if we're telling that joke. But were we seeing that the you know, big that joke, play? <laughs> yeah, the big play that oh my god, this really didn't have much of a story behind it. And what you have here this week, Tom Taylor seems to say, "Oh, Wait a minute, hey everybody! The big play here is Amanda Waller, and we get a lot of her in this and her kind of machinations to kind of twist and turn and what we're heading even out of Beast World towards. I liked it, but we'll see what Eric Shea says. Eric, he give us the credit, everybody! I, I, liked liked it. I, need some, I he like he it. He likes it. Oh my goodness! But how do I like it, Eric? And how much?
0: Over easy. Titans Beast World number four, written by Tom Taylor with Lucas Meyer on art, Romeo Fajardo Jr. and Wes Abbott. And in this issue, we have a weird callback to a character that I like to think is, you know, Wally West's old buddy from his 80s, like, comic series, Chunk, who used to be able to create a black hole and absorb things and stuff like that. He had a singularity in his chest, and he's going to be used by old Amanda Waller and Peacemaker to take guard down. And it's such a weird idea, because you and I were talking before we started recording tonight, where there was a sighting of Chunk in the New 52. At the time, when we didn't have a Wally West, and they decided to give us Wallace West, which a lot of people hated at first. And like a lot of things difficult too, maybe I wasn't on board initially, but I really came to love the character. But he was a classmate of Wallace West with the idea you and I were talking about. But maybe they were trying to, like, you know, you don't have Wally, but this is the new Wally. That's Wallace. what I think so What's happening. Chunk as well. But if you look on the DC fan, whether it's a new Earth or not, they call him Chunk too. Chunk So in Two. this issue, you have Peacemaker taking Chunk to become a weapon against Gar. And he's like, hey, you, you killed my son. But he's like, hey, I saved you, though. So maybe... In the grand scheme of continuity, you and I can make that work. You have Chunk from the New Earth of the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. And going into the New 52 Prime Earth, you have the idea that this was Chunk's son, who was Wallace West's friend in gym class, who was killed right here by Peacemaker after he turned into an animal-human hybrid. It works for me, everybody. When you
1: have that, I don't remember. I thought there was some weird little hint of the singularity back in the... But maybe not. And if you had that, the boy grew just like me. But I'm thinking the idea, even then, of course, we had a Wallace West. There was no Wally. And yeah, yeah. they're going to try to mix things in. Say, we don't have Wally, but we have Wallace. Let's do a new Chunk. But it's such a weird
0: but- idea that I'm going to say all of this, like, hey, I appreciate this whole thing. In this issue, though, this might as well just be some random guy who has a singularity in his chest that Amanda Wallace uses because there's no callbacks, no reference to anything. This is the first reemergence of Chunk within a new continuity, and he's dead in this. No fuss, no fu- fuss, no fuss, no must, no fanfare. I'm like... That's kind of disappointing in my eyes, just for old Chunk here who has been around for like thirty-five years.
1: I mean, there is no fuss or tearing balls. That's true. And when <laughs> we go through, when we're going here, I just want him to do the you know the shuffle shuffle. We don't have the whole thing, like you said. It's just thrown in there. It's a shame. This is where I laugh when you get mad. Now, Chunk. Not a huge character, right? But he
0: was a yeah, okay. I, He was. He, well, was, a, a he huge was in the cat- TV show, I hear too. When I was looking oh, up, I have some no stuff. idea. Yeah, I, I, I didn't just know I, Like you know, he was in the Wally West Flash one that I enjoyed. He used to pal around for a while.
1: Yeah. So when you, you have all this, it is that play where I laugh that you get angry. Like, oh, you just took out a cat for no reason. I mean, really, there's a reason, but you didn't have to get. Ch- it's just odd but i i don't mind peacemaker here is, just shows I don't up don't mind the two. idea
0: that chunk dies here and he's doing this you know he's pretty much being used as a tool for amanda Waller's design to take down garo the conqueror and that's fine i just want somebody to acknowledge who he is as a person now that he's dead
1: well it's not because peacemaker seems to kind of go with it a little but i like where he just shows up and shoots this tiger like Oh my god, you shot my son The Peacemaker thinks, oh, I'm going to get a border this for this And he's like, what, the tiger or the frog That doesn't matter And they go, I thought it was funny Even then, you see how big Chunk is And says, you know, I'm going to take you out And starts to get the black hole to give you that If you didn't know And that's the thing You're not really pushing the idea of knowing the character What you yeah. need and what Tom is pushing Is needing to know the ability And, and what he ends up, he gets Flabbergasted I like to say Eric, And then the singularity starts Which sets up what's going to happen In a little bit uh, What we do then go And it, it's Amanda Waller doing her thing And okay and she's stepping up in this one To really you know do some things And maybe take down Garros. We'll see it by the end but then we have, you know, you need some action. We have Ivy no, Town. No, that's the thing.
0: What's the thing? We're going to Ivy Town for half this issue. I'm telling you, you set up some cool stuff with the idea of bringing Chunk back for anybody who is in the know here, or even after the idea like, hey, this guy's got a black hole in his chest. What's, the, what's Amanda Waller want with him? You can get some cool feelings from this. But then all of a sudden, everything that I disliked about the last issue from jumping around to scene to scene, just having a random action moments so that don't mean anything, you now spend half the issue with, Giganta in Ivy Town, turning to a giant bear that our heroes have to deal with to freaking, until she just gets taken down. Then we get to the end of the issue. I'm like, that's not what I want from the series. I understand you need your action portions and having Giganta there is cool, but then she's just a big old lumbering bear thing that everybody has to take their attention towards. I'm like, it's not that cool, ultimately. I, I,
1: th- I, I think it's kind of cool. I don't like that the solution is to just dump her on Yankee Stadium or Ivy Town. Very odd, that, that whole play of dumping them Jumping her on a stadium but i do have to mention that you have john kent and we do get to see the you know the blue electric energy again being useful against these sports but also he yells great row and where, where's, where's the play for? there because row should have he should have I'm nothing you, in his mind to do this we talk right
0: about how odd it is to see superman say great row because he's not he's like i'm saying he he's the last son of Krypton, but he was raised on Earth and has no relation to the god Rao. Really, but so when he go, he throws around this Kryptonian expression, it's weird. It's even weirder that John does it. I no John idea. did
1: it because, and we say that there are big, you know, all-time big writers that end up saying that if you end up seeing a writer have Clark say "great Rao" or Rao, that shows they don't really get the character. And it's it that's their opinion, but we kind of go and we make fun of that. And then when you have John say it, it, felt weird. It felt really, really weird when he did it. I think that what Tom Taylor really wants to do here is to, again, show you how great the Titans are. Now, John's there with him, and Swamp Thing joins him, but it still is, you know, Nightwing, you know, Cyborg, Starfire. Because,
0: and the thing is, you see that, you know what, Swamp Thing is a part of the Titans. Remember yeah, that issue?
1: Well, yeah, kind of. They said that they would use him, but yeah. So he's there, but the whole thing, and I said to you, I bet you we're going to keep seeing these spores almost get it. And it happens again that they're almost going to infect one of the titans, but they won't. In the meantime, you do have some cool synergy while they're doing. And there's not much to this. There's some coordination. You get to see Johnson. They're, they're going to take down Gigana. They say we're not going to harm her. They drop her from like way up into a damn stadium, they but drop they say her. she's not dead. <sighs> yeah. It's, did they want to give her a bear hug?
0: Eric, no, that I'm just saying Maybe it's, a, it's not gigantic at this point in time Like She'll be fine, it's just the beard got hurt the beard Yeah, part they, of her. they
1: go and You know, solve that play And again, that's where they almost get infected themselves But then John, with this blue electric energy Boom, he takes care of it Even the idea of the
0: blue electric energy—it's such a weird idea because it almost seems like this is his super saying form, where it makes him more powerful. When it should ultimately change his powers, like when the spores come at him after they drop Giganta Bear onto the stadium, the spores come after him, obviously being the most powerful thing around, and he just electrocutes them in the air around him because of the energy that he's emitting at that point in time. But when he also, you know, turns into the electric blue John, seems like he gets stronger physically. And I'm like, what are the powers? What are the limitations that electric blue John can? And so we're getting more it should electric just be blue John
1: Yeah, well, here's what I think of it as. It's like, you know, the special move that you keep jamming on the video. Like, that's all that keeps happening. Oh, my God, we need so- Okay, John, boom. Electric blue energy. Dude, Never explain. Boom. And then you just keep doing it. You're just jamming on there. I'm more like a, not a fighting game in particular, but that like special move in like an adventure game that you just keep jamming on because that's what happens without more explanation. And it, it gets caught between, like you said, is it is it just like with Superman? Because it seems different, but we don't really know what it is. And
0: because we'll even see, when he was we'll facing see. Ultraman during the John Kent stuff like that, when he like exerted himself with the ultimate punch, it took you know Ultraman down, but it also wore him out, like drained all of his energy as well. So I'm like. I just, you keep using this and you almost feel like you were going to explain it during that John Kent thing and they're like, explore it further. But it's always just there to be something to get John over a hump and then never explore it further.
1: I wish I could get over a hump, Eric. I get tired, really tired. It's, it's bad, right? The one thing that we did see in that John Kent, he didn't even have any comments. On, when he used it nope, the last time before no this, he, you he used blue energy That's you. to to get really, really quick so he could hug and just Superman. Boy, he mm-hmm. did it there. We learned a lot there. So, you know, we, that's it. Oh. He used it there to hug. Now he's with a bear. Boom. It works out. But yeah, you end up where it's kind of the MacGuffin to take out spores and a lot of them at once. But I said the synergy of it. And I, I think that what Tom Taylor wants to do is show, look at these titans. They're doing the good job. They're trying hard and they're not. And then you go to Sarge Steele. Who's on TV Yelling these titans Are bullshit They're not taking care Of one of their own This whole thing Is because of of them Yeah I love the play too Where he's there And first off I want him to start saying Like man This Garo stuff But by the way Wonder Woman's a real bitch We want to take her down But also Why is he kind of Speaking in riddles What he's talking about And then there's The demon who sleeps I'm like just say it's Raven and have a picture of her. Say they were dating. He starts to get a little like waxing poetic in his. Well, yes, so but- honestly,
0: this is this is way more political and getting the people on his side because you're just talking about the Titans and you have this this gigantic monster in the sky that's turning your loved one and friends into animal people, and then you find out there's a fucking demon on the Titans. Yeah, but then when him?
1: they say that, you you really think that down to he- Titans,
0: dude? Demon's not on my watch. Not in my America. There is a large majority of people in America that hear that opposed to something that they already are like mistrustful of. They are 100% against it now. The big thing is there's a big giant space monster to conquer
1: over Earth. Yeah, center on that, but they're not doing anything about it. They're trying to protect them. And also, while the Earth doesn't know, they're trying to keep them from going to Earth. And but this destroying- is true. This is,
0: this is the greatest thing with Sarge still being a part of the Bureau of Sovereignty that Amanda Waller's been given by the president and stuff like that, along with the Sovereign that we have going on in the Wonder Woman story right now. But the idea, like, this is the perfect place right now. Whether, what, like, whether you want to say that Amanda Waller was behind, you know. Beast Boy becoming a Garo and then taking his mind like she knew all this shit was going to happen for some reason. But this is the perfect play for her to get everybody to turn against the heroes, especially the Titans at this point, who are the Justice League of the universe since the Justice League has stood down.
1: Hey, he's like yelling, if they don't take care of it, we're going to take care of it. So that's the big thing. What? How are they going to deal with Beast Boy, Garo, and is even there? We kind of got the play that he wasn't. There's nothing there. Raven has tried to commune with his mind. She just. And whatever's conquer. left inside
0: there, you have Donna Troy wrestling with her lasso to try to keep him at bay from invading Earth further.
1: Yeah, so they're kind of like, what do we do? And they're saying, hey, Donna, is he okay? Are you keeping him off? Yeah, it's, it's still good. So I, but- I
0: like all of this stuff, the idea of what we have building a larger threat to the DC universe by turning the people against the Titans and seeing that Amanda Waller is doing more than, like, you know, we see regularly. To be a part of what she has further going down the line, but when you have the idea that like when we had one of our big reveals from the fi- like the uh, the finale to last issue, or, like Lex Luthor, I I need that thing that you done stole from the Batman's because we're gonna kill the Beast Boy, and for whatever reason, I'm like okay, what the hell could this be? And it's just the JLA teleporter system that for some reason he's keeping in the basement of Striker's Island. Now the Striker like,
1: Island, is weird, right? That's the weird. It's, but it's super
0: it's- weird, but. I can go with the idea that Joshua Williamson is doing the Superman book and he just had the idea that you have the change who was imprisoned in the basement of Striker Island as a part of something that Lex Luthor did all of them years ago. At some point, he had a lab or some system here, But for some reason, it just feels weird that in current continuity, the point that he would have a JLA teleportation system it would be in the basement of the prison that he's currently in right yeah, now. Yeah, that
1: doesn't make any sense. And if you're going to do something that's like, and, and this is a big, like, control room of. Maybe we'll find out that it is something to do with even you know the chain and what they were doing. But I kind of wanted it to be some sub- striker that throws it all off. But what I wanted because you yeah, have chunk. Oh my god! From the I wish that this was like not stolen from Batman. But oh, remember when you grabbed that when you were part of the Justice League? Because people don't remember that really. People don't ever remember that he was part of the Justice League.
0: That let's just say that this is going like. It's it's supposedly something that he stole from Batman. That's for one thing. How do you steal something this big and crazy? But the idea, though, you have this thing that's this big, right? And it's supposedly something that he stole from Batman. And I don't know, maybe schematics. But when he would have been working down here, it's when, you know, the chain would have been a small boy, let's say, 15, 20 years ago. He wouldn't have stolen anything from Batman at that point in time. Like, yeah, Batman's been operating a long time. But him working down here... Well, the Justice League had a teleportation. It, it, look, I think it's I'm just trying to throw things. It doesn't the, make it any doesn't sense. Work. I'm no. telling you,
1: it doesn't work. Now, if you're gonna play the game here, have it be yeah, he's at Striker's Island, but we kind of think that he can do some things and say this is just a super court thing that nobody is aware of that they do in case Lex needs to get out of there without anybody knowing, something like that, and have Amanda Waller be the smartest one who knows that there is this thing there. But the idea. That this is under strikers island he's able to just go down there it it throws a lot of things off and i think that the big thing for some reason tom taylor really really wants this because you said about chunk it didn't have to be chunk it could have been anybody with a singularity that sort of thing doesn't really have to be lex here i think that he really wants to have lex but you have to fudge it because he's in prison and this is how he tries to fudge it it feels weird but You end up having, I like the dialogue between Amanda Waller and Lex, and really what you get here, Lex says, hey, I'm kind of a good guy now, Yeah, you know, whatever, but... We're saving the world, Lex. Yeah, and that's the thing. Most of the time, they are those villains, and more than just a villain who thinks they're doing the right thing, because a lot of villains think they're the hero of their own narrative type deal. These two, though... They kind of always do stuff that you you can get on board slightly. They just go about it the wrong way a lot of times. And here Amanda Waller says, "Yeah, we're saving the world." But he says, "I'm kind of a hero now," and she goes, "Good, because we're saving the world." And they kind of are. I mean, it's a shame that it's Beast Boy and he's Garo, but they kind yeah, of are because of what is. Amanda yeah. Waller did with Doctor Hate to make Beast Boy who he is right now. Yeah, and so. That's the the weird way of twisting it, but in in a certain angle, you could say, "Yeah, they are doing the right thing, but for the wrong reasons and setting it up the wrong way. So I like that they are very similar a lot of times in their motivations like that. They do think that they are the the only ones who understand what yeah. they have to do and uh but in the meantime, you do have Raven heading up to I don't know, try to commune with Beast Boy again to see if he's okay, protect them. And she's kind of, you know, intersected by Dr. Haight, who, you know, it's okay. We see Dr. No, Hate. No, it's not. So, because
0: even when you see Dr. Haight, he looks different than every time we see him for some reason. He's less impressive here. it's just like, yeah, I'm just Dr. Haight and I'm here yeah, to keep You say less impressive?
1: Minute. I think he's way more impressive than the Dr. Haight who's like, hee I'm crazy boy. And they're like, no, are no, we going to no, bring you? Oh, he looks, yeah, he looks, down. I'm just saying in general. Doctor Haight has become at points just goofy ass
0: Because I feel every time we see Dr. Hate, he looks different. I'm like, what is the look that he's going for? Half the time like, I think I think the last time we saw him, I don't remember who the artist was or even what issue was, but it looked like he almost had like big old I don't know, like Craven the Hunter vest but like shoulder pads going
1: yeah, down as well. Maybe like, like know, The last time we saw little? him, I believe, and I'm trying to think it might have been in this but, but remember it was like hey, oh no, yeah, well, it was Amanda Waller and them going to the Capitol. Remember, Duncan? I'd like to be here because it's all chaos. Yeah. And then they ended up pushing Peacemaker's like, let's get rid of this guy. And they sent him out. Might have been the first issue of this. And it might have been even Waller rising. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it might have been. But uh, I at least like when he's kind of serious a little. And is anybody are we still guessing at who it is? Because I, I, <laughs> I told you like, I've done over, yeah. ever since you yeah. brought up
0: anything multiversal. I'm out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but ends up you know making sure that raven doesn't get any closer to, to garo because they have these you know things that we're going to do and what they basically do is teleport and i do like the other line where amanda waller says hey we need you to do this teleportation and lex says well without a other side of this it's not very accurate and she's like he's the size of switzerland just aim for the middle asshole and they do, do that. He goes, yeah he goes inside and in that narration, again, that I feel like it's like that deceased narration, that big, over-the-top narration of, and then she gave him a brain bomb, and I'm like, okay, I I see that, but pretty much blows Garo. He's dead. Garo is dead. He blows up, you know, his brain, whatever's there, is completely demolished. They teleport
0: Chunk inside of Garo with the singularity growing, sucking a whole bunch of stuff, and he even sucks up Chunk to the point where he's dead, and the singularity is destroyed, so you just have a big old... floating garo in space who's
1: dead yeah he's done i don't know how this affects the spores it should maybe have them die i mean they were part of that but we don't know and then with all that too it's beast Boy's dead now i said it right away in the first issue of all of this that when cyborg ended up making the boom to get rid of the necrostar and put in that frozen universe a tentacle of garo Boom, went in before he was changed anything. And I think that's all they're going to do. They're going to go and get that because it's being preserved in, you know, pretty much on ice now. And I think that it can grow back and then revert then and, and get Beast Boy back if they're going to do that.
0: It's a weird situation where a lot of people can get a lot of things out of this because they really set this up dramatically with like, you know, Raven doing the nose and all this big thing, like the idea of the Beast Boy dying. But because of you and I doing all of this, for, like since the series started talking about the idea of, OK, this is how they're getting Beast Boy back. I felt nothing from this. I didn't I feel anything. Like,
1: I'm with you. And yeah. I, I'm
0: just, I'm telling you, and I think it's our own fault. I think a lot I of people so get, get shit out of this and actually feel like, you know, what, you know, Tom Taylor wants me to feel. But because of everything we've been talking about and how certain we are about this, I think we ruined it for ourselves. And I have to say, like, I felt nothing. So like this issue of, like, you know, Beast World, I'm like, it's is kind of a dud. And then we have other bits where the freaking, you know, bear gigantic. But yeah, like, no this is yo, doing I like anything the Amanda
1: Waller stuff. Amanda Waller no, actually good. at this point feels like at points above. Oh, I'm going to take with advantage of this. Like, oh, I'll kind of snaggle into this. And I'm a little of that. This sheep steps up my mind. every time our heroes boom, are doing no.
0: something in this, I'm like, it's nothing yeah. for me.
1: Well, I think that to me the, the the Amanda Waller stuff's big because that's what we're going forward with. And I think that that's what this becomes. But it's like, well, it's still Beast World. So now what do you do? I don't know what you do now that Garo is destroyed and we still have a couple issues. And if the scores we are done or whatever. Debra. But it's more Amanda Waller and what they're going to do with that. And uh, I liked it, though. I, I like the art enough. I wish it was Ivan Reese. Some of these things like a Garo being destroyed might have looked even better. I agree. Uh, but it's, 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 the arts it's okay. Really it's okay. Uh, but overall, I liked it. More than the last issue, and I, I thought that you know, really centering on Amanda Waller is the cool thing because I don't know you can get two more issues of just furry fights, and even maybe he's like, Hey, we'll get this big Giganta bear fight to realize, Yeah, we don't really want that, let's get more Amanda Waller stuff,
0: so we'll see how it well, it's works. Even out. on the idea where you have the Titans all show up to take on Giganta and Ivy Town, now it's has been turned into a you know, a gigantic bear, and what you have, you know, Swamp Thing show up because we know he's a reserve member of the Titans right now, and with John showing up all electric blue, it almost feels like he's the next member of the roster that start might start appearing regularly in the Titans in my mind. Maybe, well, that's
1: you know Tom Taylor's guy, so maybe he'll want to do that. Uh, I don't know why that in this, and there's another part later where when they say, "Oh, Superman," and I like since he's since Clark and him, I just it doesn't feel right. It just feels weird. I'm like, well,
0: well oh, yeah. No, I've I, I agree. We talked about it before on, like, multiple occasions, the idea where they have two Superman. For some reason, I still want to call John Superboy, just like I want to call Jackson, you know, Aqualad instead of Aquaman. It throws and me off. And we see
1: Aquaman later, you know. Agreed. Too, I, I so don't it like threw it. me off. Yeah, I don't either. It, it threw me off. But uh, what would you give this?
0: I think the art is fine in this. It's just every time our heroes do something, it just doesn't feel like it's the big event that I want it to be. Even, in, like, the part where I feel... Again, this might just be just because me and Jim are assholes. We ruined it for ourselves for all of the talks that we do during this podcast. I got no feeling out of it, but the whole idea of Amanda Waller and Sarge Steele tying the rest of the DCU up for what's coming down the line thought that was strong, powerful stuff. So I'm going to give this a 6.3 out of 10.
1: I'm a 7.5. I'm a 7.5. I'm a little more than you because I think that we haven't had that connection that we've always wanted. And this week it starts to really play out, even not even the big event thing and not, not even just Amanda Waller and Sarge Steele, but we also get. Stuff with the United Planets that we've seen and all that stuff going forward. And I like that we're getting more connectivity in all of that. And I, I want to see what happens now because in a beast world that may not be a beast world, we'll, we'll have to see. It's very odd. But I'm a 7'5", but we'll move to the next book. And what is that at?
0: Green Lantern number 7 written by Jeremy Adams with Arfaya Monkey Nahua Pan, Ramiro Fajardo Jr. and Dave Sharp. So here it is, everybody, everything we've been waiting to see, the background, what's going on with the United Federation of Planets taking over Oa and the Green Lantern Corps, and what led to the supposed death of kilowog in this issue. And it's such a weird thing because I really like Jeremy Adams during his Flash run. Obviously, there was a few things that I didn't care for where people tried to have fun. You know, I'm not about that. But this is just kind of a slow. This is such a slow burn in this series. Now that we're finally here, it just even feels like the explanation to get us going over that hump that like you know lets us like start having fun with the series where everything's explained. Even this feels slow to me. Yes, yeah, so, like look, we're on. O and we get to see all of these like the Earth like core lanterns and. They just don't feel like themselves for whatever reason. Like they're always just in the background. Like, here you have John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, Hal Jordan, Joe Mullen. You know, Simon Baz and yes, Jessica, Simon
1: Jessica.
0: Simon and Jessica have nothing to say. Joe Mullen has nothing to say. They are background fodder through and through. Even Kyle Rayner, nothing. My favorite Lantern has nothing to do. with it. even John Stewart feels weird for where we're picking up after his run in like Jeffrey Thorne's Green Lantern, where he had, like the the main power battery was destroyed, but the God Storm, the source energy that he like brought back. Is the reason that we still have power? He's just there as a Green Lantern, and it feels super weird. Just and I'm telling you, the only person that feels like he's having any kind of like you know fun in this is Guy Gardner. Guy, he's staying with the with the cooler like because guy, the United yeah. Federation of Planets like, look, you know, we need we have a job for you, lantern Gardner. It's like Can you go shove it up your ass. We want you to go track down Lobo and beat the shit out of him. I'm in, and I'm like, that's fun, and that's all that guy has to do here. But for some reason. It's ten times more than anybody else. Even Hal Jordan, who is featured and is the main Green Lantern of this book, he doesn't feel like he has a lot to do in this issue besides just stand there and just be background fodder while the exposition is taking place around us.
1: Now, I liked it not as much as some people love this issue. Most I people I see and videos and reviews are basically saying that this is, like, the perfect Green Lantern issue and that they wish, you know, this is the best one of the series and they're all... You get some info. I think the guy thing at the very beginning really won some people over, though. That that's, that's a really fun, fun part. I like it. We're gonna find out, you know, what happened to Kilowog. But here's the thing, and there's and a bunch of we... things that. Well, he dies with the Does player, he... The yellow. Yeah, it looks like they say he knows that he's dead, but
0: uh, I don't know. Well, even that, the battery seems like it exploded, and I don't understand. Like the, all we can fall back on for anything that's going on in any of the book right now is. The emotional spectrum's wonky. We have no idea what that means. I don't know why this flares up, or even why we have yellow lanterns that are attacking the prime minister of the United Federation. That's what we're going to have to on see. Korea. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I just don't feel, even though we have this entire series so far, how Jordan have, you know, kill PTSD PTSD, PTSD, where he's just creating constructs of his buddy to hang out with him, I don't think the guy's dead from what happens here.
1: Oh, yeah, I think he's dead. I mean, he says, they. what's the dead? Body? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. He got incinerated. There is no body. He's got and completely why? burned because the um, the battery blew up. That's what they're yeah, playing yeah, with. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a farce. Yeah, I don't know why you'd go through all that of making a construct. I mean, if if it is, Hal doesn't know any different. And no, obviously, then the ring that Kilowog has isn't reporting anything because they would know he's alive then. And this seems to be the reason why Hal even quit. So we'll have to see. But a slow burn. But what the fuck can you do in a book when you're not even allowed to have Green Lanterns on Earth? And then you, you, he's trying to make a good deal about it. You're dealing with them Sinestro in this and that, you know, he's already part of the United Planets. And now they're trying to get him back in or they're doing it new. There's weird things in this that are very, very odd. But I wish that we would just have a regular Green Lantern book. Uh, you have the whole play where the Kilowog decide, you know, convinces Hal
0: hey, let's, you know, stay in you the court. we got a mission right now. Because the thing is, right now, the Prime Minister, he wants us to go to Korygar and be his bodyguards, essentially, because, you know, Sinestro, he's a bit of a wild card, but we need to get him on our side. And this entire time, you know, Hal is just meant to, like, you know, stay by the Prime Minister's side, keep his mouth shut, while Sinestro, as he would, just, you know, gets on his nerves, just keeps doing everything he can to drive Hal nuts. And it's such a weird idea, because Hal is, has the most willpower in the world can't keep his mouth shut and has to walk out to the point where you end up having three yellow lanterns who are just so weird who just walk up without the yellow lantern uniforms until they power up to take on the like the prime minister and it's just like i look at these characters i'm like they look cool i want to see them again and like they i bet there's somebody important when you see them as yellow lanterns later on like it's just weird they're doing covert stuff on a planet full of yellow lanterns this is pretty much the, the, the fear lanterns home planet at this point in time so Why would they have to be covertly discovered? I would think they don't want to be part of the United
1: planets. I think they're terrorists that don't want to be part. No, I'm saying though,
0: uh, I'm fine with the idea that that's why they're targeting the prime minister here. But why would they hide who they are on the Fear of Lanterns' homeworld as they're walking up to attack him? It just seems weird. They even say the idea later on that Sinestro's time as the leader seems to be on borrowed time at this point because it seems like everything that he's doing, other Lanterns are trying to take him out. So with this whole thing. Like Sinestro, he signs a deal. He's like on board by the end of this. He's working with them. But I, it just seems like even when he's like shows up on Earth and his ring's not working, I think that everybody else pretty much overthrew him on Korrigar. And he's trying to get back and get everything he had back because they see him as kind of a punk ass leader.
1: When he joins in, I think that what they're hinting at is he might be behind all that. But if he joins in, he can kind of push that aside. Like, oh, I wasn't involved, but I'll sign the treaty now. That, that seems to be what Hal's saying. By the end, now they're trying to push that. It would be good for him as well to sign. But Hal seems to think it was Sinestro throw and throw that he must blame him because he even said to Sinestro earlier in the series, You're the one who killed, you know, Kilowog. You did it to Kilowog. Didn't say kill because that was the big, yeah. you know, mystery, but said it was your fault about Kilowog. I thought that what we're going to see more of is Hal walking away because he's a hothead led to then Kilowog being outnumbered. It wasn't really that because then Hal jumps into the fight as well just doesn't get to where because Kilowag tells him to send him away exactly
0: it's like you need to go and protect pharos that's your job i'm gonna take
1: care of these people i wish we would have seen more of how like because sinestro goaded him on just because he can't help himself Hal can't help himself and then because he was back in the ship that led Kilowag to get killed but it really wasn't that Kilowag sent him away and he's sweating these three schmucks and at one point he's holding his own like i don't stay down and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah pew 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 and then he's kind of like I, I don't know they're getting his you know nerves and it was a weird play for them to just be able to like oh we're going to get you all here and then the battery blows up and like I said I can only go by what's in the book and Hal says
0: and an idea too that it doesn't blow up like this. something caused the yellow central power battery to flare. flare emotional spectrum interference and even Cal says like this whatever that means I'm like ah <laughs> Well, even the idea that Razor shows up in the Green Lantern animated series here is supposed to be like a big wow moment for those Green Lantern fans who love that show. It's like he's saying there's a problem on Odom, you know, the Blue Lantern home planet, which there shouldn't be any Blue Lanterns right now unless we're going off of Jeffrey Thorne stuff where you had some new, new Blue Lanterns after the Godstorm, like, you know, remade some of the Lanterns into Blue Lanterns. But for the last time, like, it seems like saint walker would have been the last blue lantern and they tried to use kyle rayner as a white lantern to create new ones but then his ring was destroyed because it was too much for him so there shouldn't be any blue lanterns right now apparently there seems to be a whole core with razor involved so
1: i don't understand man i mean people want to have the blue lanterns back but so do i it's just weird like a weird like oh they were never gone it's just odd a lot of the things in here are odd and like you said he says you know i how I wish Hal would have said, well, as far as I know, he says, what he says yeah, dead, something caused the yellow battery to flare, emotional spectrum interference, whatever means, you know, they incinerated all of them. And I think that that's the other play of it. If, if Kilowog was alive, I think those yellow lanterns would still be alive then as well. I still think they are. But they would be able to question them about this. That's why I think that's why they're saying this. Nobody knows if Sin- Hal seems to think Sinestro is in on this, but They have no way to prove it because these three are dead. They're incinerated. You can't question them. I think they would have been questioning them. Now, Sinestro would have been questioning them, probably. We think that the United Planets are not on the up and up. Oh, obviously. Yeah, Theros is a dirty, dirty derlin. I thought that they set up the attack of the pirates in the Zod book to get Zod. Maybe this is that play of, well, we're going to end up, maybe they teleported. I don't know. But that would be the United Planets, that they would be, okay, we're going to set this up. Like, just taking Hal to a Sinestro thing seems to be a setup. Seems like they want, like, Hal will get mad, he'll leave, we'll get Kilowog alone, and then we'll do this thing that looks like that Sinestro was involved to force him into joining up. I just don't know how
0: we have the United Planets, you know, make the emotional spectrum wonky at this point in time to actually make any of this work. Because even the idea, they have a quarantine around Earth, and as far as you and I know and everything like that, that just means... Hey, everybody, we're the United Planets. We have a quarantine. That just means don't go there or we can arrest your ass. There's nothing special more or less about it than that. just that it seems like. But then you have Hal with his new ring that he made out of pure will, which we've seen him do before, but he can't leave Earth's atmosphere. He's stuck for some other reason. And whenever, like when Sinestro showed up for whatever reason, he could not get his ring to work, couldn't get anything written until he became a, a red lantern for some goddamn reason and then flew off. But there is something going on with the emotional spectrum that I think is above, you know, whatever the United Federation of Planets could do with any kind of thing they want to happen.
1: Maybe then we'll find out they have some
0: way to finagle things.
1: I don't know. But I actually like when they say the quarantine, it goes with Amanda Waller stuff. It's actually, again, synergy of that play that Earth is where all this shit happens. We're sick of the shit happening. You guys are there. Fuck that. You got Superman down there. He can control things. We need you out and about because we don't have that many lanterns. So don't go to Earth. But why? You know in that nefarious way why would they Want to it's very odd it's a very Odd thing to think that a superman Or a bet like they're fine with it as well You know everybody else is cool With this whole deal because it's the United planets but you know why are they Doing it and they're there they are To me separating The planets you know hey we can't have these Earth Landers together because they always team up they take Down things we want to do some bad stuff and if they're together, they'll be able to stop us and maybe sending them separate ways. To... Which is
0: funny, because I still see that as something the Guardians would do to try to lessen the things. Or could we find
1: out that Lobo just got cash, cashunda, as we say, and he's just riding around on a space cycle to keep Guy busy. So Guy's out maybe. there chasing him down, and that's all the deal is. We'll have to see. But having Hal be the one that you send off to do this very important thing with Sinestro involved seems like you're trying to trigger Hal.
0: to a degree but it also kind of feels like but he's the guy that you want to have in that there is a backup though uh did you read the backup i sure did and it was written by peter J. Tomasi with art by david lafuente tamar Villon, and rob lee we'll just continue our sinister son's backstory with this you know trying to get korg in line to be where he needs to be when lorzad and him team up to do sinister son stuff and it's pretty much just him and his you know his caretaker his criminal caretaker the sense his you know the, the child the children out there to pick <laughs> the No, it's pretty much like it's like hey you're not gonna leave here you ain't gonna find nothing better you ain't no son of Sinestro. i'm gonna have all these kids here that your brothers and sisters beat up this rocket so you can never leave again and Korg's are like i'm gonna beat the shit out of you old man and eventually he does beat the crap out of him and he decides you know i am no longer quirk i am known as sin son Sin's son somehow it's a worse name than cork yeah forget.
1: yeah it is and and i i actually asked some people i forget what video that i ended up doing some review but i i talked about the idea is anybody looking forward to the sinister sons book because i'm not and these backups are just boring uh this whole thing with Korg, Sin's son it just i don't know it, it's just it's not getting me excited at all for a yeah. what is a super sons with villains Lorizad, and you have Sin Sun. and... Such a yeah. terrible, I'm
0: telling you, the thing is, Korg is just a generic name because he's from Korygar, right? But, like, for some reason, Korg works for me a million times more than Sin Sun. I just, I wonder where, what is the. It does for me, too. <laughs> like, Sin Sun. Doesn't have it, a good it, math feel. No.
1: I want to say sing song, but also I want to then say sinist. Dance. It's, I want to say dim sum. And again, yeah, maybe. <laughs> What'd you call me? And uh, just the idea of making it Sinister Sons with Sin-Son. But I, I, I keep going with the thing, really, about the elevator pitches of books and things like that. And I just, where is it where they come up with, hey, we like the, su- everybody wants the super Sun stuff. But, hey, you know, we're John's age. We've already gone back to that. Maybe that well's dry. So what we're going to do, this new well, get this, Lorzad and the Sin-Son. <laughs> Who's come up with this? And how does that sell? How does that end up selling? And you're gonna rely mainly on Peter J. That's the weird play. You're gonna rely totally on oh, it's Super Sons. Kind of is that enough for people to be like, oh, right? Because I don't most think people it was enough of Super Sons. That's and people love the book. And I understand. Me and you love the character work in the book. But well, don't is, tell me Amazo back and forth and then going with the whole gang
0: and, and wrecking them. Certain Luther, people that stuff wasn't loved great. the book. But the book, as, the, as longer that it, like, as, as it went on longer and longer, it sold less and less. So to have a certain amount that loved all of the freaking the Super Sons, to have the Sinister Sons now, you're just going to have whatever was left of that lowest amount as far as I'm concerned. And it's just going to keep on getting lower with each issue. Well,
1: and you know what happens now? After the fact, and this happens with everybody, it's kind of the nostalgia thing. But when you think back at the Super Sons, you don't think of particular issues or things, you're just like, Oh man, that was so cool! But also, well, it's just a bad attitude. I'm here in my mind. Here's one of the things though the book got taken away from people because Bendis aged John, which then made them even want it more, but nobody was buying it. We said it didn't sell great. The initial series went to like 16, 17, but sales rep. Then they have this, oh, we're going to do this little thing of before, but it, like trying to finish. And it got less and less. And now we're going to do it with this. I just don't get it. I don't think it, it better be like the greatest thing ever because it, I think it's an uphill battle. Yes, you're right. To buy we did, we did- We need Boy Zaro and Rob Zaro back. Well, I was thinking of the play where you have, you could have, you know, sinister sons. You could come up with a, but we talk about it a lot where you have a lot of characters that are heroes, but their parents, father, mother, whatever, are bad. Maybe you could have done that. We've talked about having whole squads of them. The Teen Titans were kind of like that at one point. That was Damian Damian.
0: Wayne's first Teen Titans group.
1: But you even have more characters now that you can grab from and you're getting up. is anybody like when you say to somebody at the comic shop, "Oh, what's the Sinister Sons?" Oh, it's Zod's son. Maybe you're like, "Oh, oh, Zod's son," and possibly, maybe, probably not. You know, Sinestro's son that's
0: there, and I don't know that the art style. It's just you can just say, "And Sinestro's son." It's we don't believe it, but that's how it's being portrayed. Well, even right if now. you
1: said that, people are going to be like, "Who's that?" Oh, it's it's his name is now Sin Son. what? <laughs> it just is odd. It's just an odd play, but. I, I don't think it's going to sell that much, but we'll be reviewing it, uh, at least at first. And you also have that little caveat, too, is that Peter J. Tomasi, he's on the Ghost Machine, so it can't really last that long. But the little fine print was whatever series you're already doing, you can continue. So you get that. And it was funny when that was announced. I'm like, wait a minute. They didn't even really announce like what fully the, you know, the Sinister Sons is. And when they asked Tomasi, he's like, oh. Yeah, that's an ongoing. I think they just said that so that you can <laughs> finagle it if, it if it actually does well. And I yeah. think it's supposed to be like a, it. People thought it was a 12 issue maxi, but he said ongoing. But we'll see. I still think it's a six issue. Well, if people are excited about it, that's cool. That's great. I, I did hear a lot of people say when I asked who really is because I don't hear any talk about it. Nobody seems to know about it. But have this backup but it's just kind of like every time I read it I'm kind of bored it, it looks okay I, I don't know but it doesn't elevate the issue at all and you didn't seem to like the issue Eric You, you were no, down I, I, I like that we're learning some info uh, and we do find but the weird thing is we learn it from the past and then we're of course that we learn from the
0: past and that's what we've wanted to know this entire time but even when we learn the stuff that we've been wanting to know this entire series it just comes down to Emotional spectrum's wonky, huh? And I'm like, that's not something I want to hear at this point. in time. I'm like, like you know, Kilowog's dead, supposedly, with air quotes, as far as I'm concerned, because emotional spectrum's wonky, and it's just even ha- like no, like you had the idea that you got everybody excited who's a Green Lantern fan because you brought all of the Green Lanterns who were like Earth Lanterns back together again, but the majority of them had nothing to do, but not even any dialogue. And you just send them off with, we still don't know what's up with them. Ultimately, they're just going to be a part of the Green Lantern Corps under the United Federation of Planets. But we don't know what that means. And just doing stuff. And how Jordan is relegated to bodyguard who had to keep his mouth shut but couldn't even do that. It's just, and everything just feels off a little bit about everything that we have in the series so far. Even Razor showing up. Like, Razor's fine. That's a fan service thing. You gotta know, bring him in, bring him in. But just like having him as a blue lantern the planet owed him there, like, it feels weird. I just Now I need to have explanation about that on top of everything else yeah some of the
1: things you're right some of the things get thrown in kind of just to have them there and they're not exactly wow moments because they don't make a ton of sense like even with razor (laughs) i don't think that people are like you know because we talked about the idea of having the blue lanterns come back and we thought everybody but i don't think that seeing razor and what he says is going to be like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever or we got to see what's going on it's kind of an obscure thing that like you said feels a slightly bit off but i I did like seeing Joe Mullins there with the big, giant glasses. What's okay, she, said what the she glasses doing? There. Like, I, I want to know <laughs> why, you know, glasses.
0: Je- I want to know why Jessica Cruz isn't a yellow lantern anymore. What was that about? I want to know what Simon Baz has been up to. And even the idea where in the next section we talk about Speed Force, Teen Lantern will fucking be there for a paddle for some reason. I'm like, I want to know what's going on with that. But there's just so much going on that's been left behind that it's like we have to pick up and nobody's going to do it. Maybe, I don't I don't know, maybe you
1: can play the, and what we want the core, and maybe you can have like Tales of the Core as a backup once we get, you know, now that we're done and getting oh, the course. Sinister Suns, maybe you'll get that, maybe that'll be where you can get some of the, it could be the you know, heavy grace. lifting stuff, that'd be pretty cool. Because, yeah, when you bring up stuff, and, and this does frustrate us a lot, where it's cool to bring up stuff, but you have to explain it. And you're right. The, see, you're, you're making me less positive. I was so excited. I thought, we're going to like all these books. Pizza- and about? now you're getting me so upset. And, <laughs> I, and I heard when you ended up walking away for a bit, I heard that I was Mr. Miserable. And man, I can't wait till Eric gets back because he's Mr. Positive. I'm like, really? Like, you're bringing me down, Eric. But you're right. But I have reasons. And that's what pisses me off even more. Like, I'm telling you, I was coming in here oh, this Green Lantern best deal. Oh,
0: my goodness gracious. Because I'm a guy, guy. Yeah, guy. I'm telling you, guy is one of the best parts of this book. And, and that's he a great paddles.
1: Like, and then I, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm looking at my notes There got jokes, jokes off the wazoo. I was, oh, my God, get it, Eric? They're doing the last date of retirement, but it's Hal say Sadie's going to quit. Oh, my God. But you're right. It, it, I hate it when you're right. That's what really brings me down. That you're, but the stuff like you when you said it it did have a light bulb go off. Like the stuff's cool, but it's a little off. It's kinda of yeah. neat, but it's not quite explained.
0: And so I can't but And whether you want to blame Jeffrey Thorne's Green Lantern run, which you're right, I want it to. caused a lot of problems. I'm saying a lot of people want to, but especially you because you're the only one I really talk to. There's a lot of things that are left open that nobody wants to deal with, so it's just thrown out as some kind of blanket term and move on, and we're always just left with no explanation.
1: Some of the things – and we talked about even a Philip Kennedy Johnson when he jumped on Action Comics, and he's going to try to explain some of that bullshit that Bendis did. And he did his best. It didn't really work, but you move on. But it seems like the Green Lantern book still can't move on yet. That's the thing. It Like you said, it's a little off. To me, it still has a bit of an anchor of whatever it is, if it's Jeffrey Thorne or just a, a whole play of it. But I think that what this shows with this issue, and I'll tell you, I'll t- tie it into out of nowhere, the ultimate Spider-Man over at Marvel. You see, when you, get, look, when you see when you get things and people even with that, there's a lot of weird things not really explained yet, but it shows you how desperate. Desperate people are to get the Green Lantern Corps. How de- they don't even care not that Ky- Kyle shows up and pretty much Mad Mugs the camera and gets the fuck out. But people love it because mad we have not yet. People haven't mean been mugs. able to get them. <laughs> mad Mugs. That's my my name in Cleveland. It's almost like Mad Mod. Yeah,
0: does that's, that's my maybe right. But, but it's his it's his branding for his merch. Here's coffee mugs. You know the Mad Mugs. Yeah, the Mad Mugs. Do, do you you know what I'm saying? That people are so yeah. desperate
1: for a. Good Green Lantern book that has all the ca- or just a Green Lantern book, yeah, and and something they could get behind. And Jeremy Adams does some good things, so that the guy thinks cool. You get Hal being Hal, and him, you know, butting heads with Sinestro. Classic. It, it it's a little kind weird, a little weird, but it it still is more of a Green Lantern deal than what we are getting. Say with the Jeffrey Thorne, which people hated, or or even what John Stewart's doing with War Journal, the Green Lantern. I mean, that was wacky ass shit. Going on there, you really have to go back to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps with Rebirth to get where people are like, I really like that stuff, and even that got wonky at points, but was good. I think they're desperate for something, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying the that... thing is,
0: I am too. I just need that thing to be really good. Yeah, I think that maybe that the. the...
1: Too and just to, this is me Actually apologizing but it's When you have to talk about it you can't just say It's great if I came on and I said Oh my god this is the greatest thing ever you'd ask me Why and I'd be uh, you know Because but when you're just reading It you could just say oh my god this is cool Put it down go and then maybe it'll you know, work it out by the end, but I think people were really liking just having the core there, seeing Simon Baz, seeing Jessica, even seeing Joe Mullins. They don't do anything, and that's where you're saying you want more. But just seeing them is kind of like a reunion of you know things that we haven't seen in a while. I think that people are getting very, very desperate for what are the core characters in all the books, not just Green Lantern. But all the books and it shows. And uh yes, I was real positive, Eric, before I met you. Uh well, I'm <laughs> blaming you? it all on you. Yeah, Well, I, I end up, I'll say that for me and you, I think that a lot of times I'm a little more but I get very emotional when I'm angry. So it makes it seem like I'm more negative. But usually, I, you know, I come in here with some high scores, right? Like I, a, yeah, you do. Like what I was going to give this book until we started talking about yeah. it. But
0: uh, what would you give him? Five point eight out of ten.
1: Oh my goodness gracious! I'm still a seven because I I like getting the info,
0: Eric. I was I don't even and again the info before emotional spectrum wonky. You that's say it. the
1: wonky. I'm saying more the info of what the United Planets are doing, why they have quarantined Earth, and how they are separating the Earth planets in particular. I think that that stuff that's really setting up the bigger story with Amanda Waller stuff even. And then going forward with this to maybe with all that, when you do have hell hit, when you have a uh, not a, a brainiac, like when you have that, you're like, oh, it makes sense. Why that? Because a lot of, oh, where's the Green Lantern Corps? But there might be kind of behind the scenes being, you know, twisted and turned. We don't know. I don't trust darwins Eric. So I, I'll never trust the deal. I don't but, uh, yeah. So I want to see that. But. I think we're getting to something, even though what I want to say is, oh man, this, but this is in the past anyway. We do then go back to Hal, who's still stuck on Earth. It doesn't matter if Razor comes in Razor. And Razor's like, oh my
0: God, you know, we have all these problems. What does that do with Hal? That Hal's able to go to Odom because he has a blue lantern to supercharge his rain to get him past the atmosphere. But we still don't know why we need that to happen in the first place. And
1: that's the weird thing. And again, I don't know where this edict of the thing, but it seems like the bigger story, but it does seem to be crippling a bit of Jeremy Adams' story where you can't have how. So, yeah, I think that he will get the charge. And that's, that's a cool little deal of the Blue Lanterns that so I think that people probably forget about. Well, what they, the Blue they haven't are been around, like, Sasha
0: Satan Walker, since what, the Green Lantern um, New Guardians, like issue nine? And that was. And when when you have this I'm going trying to on remember when the blue lanterns went down but by the reach
1: and when you have like i like jessica cruz as a yellow lantern because in but my at least mind least a decade it's fun and in my mind having jessica as a yellow lantern for some reason in the back of my mind it's always that we could maybe get that new guardians book
0: back because i like that i like the concept of oh, no. ye- ye- me yellow you had a lantern, lot of fun. jessica is the perfect freaking like the, the like the uh like, you know, start to finish of her story for how she was victimized by fear was so like, you know, then with the power, right, was able to overcome fear and then became a, a like a bringer of fear herself was able to do this. People might not like it, but I like her overcoming her fear to the point where she could project it a lot like that. It's it works really well for the function of her story. In my mind, it's just, hey, here she's doing this and then and she's not doing it no more. We're never going to talk about it again
1: <laughs> with the United Planets here, getting Sinestro on board and having all that and, and running the core. I really think that could have been the jumpstart of another new Guardians. Hey, we're going to get all the spectrum. It's wonky now, so that's a bad thing. But maybe you do have a Jessica, a Kyle, and and get that thing back together. It's going to be pretty cool. It doesn't look like we're going to do that. And Jessica's just there. I think she looks as surprised she's as we are Jane, that she's Green just Lantern, there. At Green Lanterns, and yeah, you, know, you even play with the wink, wink of this that there's too I, I many just Earth don't lanterns. Know why
0: Simon Baz isn't using his Emerald Sight to see that the United Federation of Planets is up to no good? Yeah,
1: maybe he is, but he mums the word, Eric. I, I don't know. I don't know. But he's dead,
0: as far as we I know. I don't know. Maybe Simon Bats could use his emerald healing powers to bring back Kilowog.
1: No, I don't know. I mean, maybe Hal can jump into the ring and see if, you know, Kilowog's there in the Green Lantern Heaven. We do all of it, Eric. We have all those things going on. Or just become pure will. And then I do imagine, around, right?
0: though, if, if we do have the idea that Hal Jordan will take Ollie's advice and go back after the zero-hour Parallax that was brought out of time because of Convergence. I was thinking that, of the that, idea, too, yeah. Because that, that Hal, at that point in time of becoming Parallax, killed Kilowog, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea that Kilowog was brought back, back during Kossack. No, just, like he could, but just the idea that like you know Hal blames himself for Kilowog's death at this point in time, even though personally he also killed Kilowog years ago when he was Parallax because these are versions of the same people at a time. But, like, the idea of, like, him knowing that Kill Log isn't, is still alive, and even a part of the idea that you have the entity of Parallax inside that Parallax, like, you could feel... The wonkiness of the emotional spectrum, or maybe even the emotional spectrum was wonky because, at least for the yellow side, because there should be two parallaxes now that this parallax is Well, maybe
1: that would that be a crazy deal. And then I thought maybe, like, the emotional spectrum being wonky, maybe you could have waited on that and had things start up now with Crayola. Oh, my God, there was a flare. What happened there? Oh, my God, it, it seems like we can't explain it. And then maybe we can work that in. But it you, the the emotional wonky spectrum. And it's just used to get thrown out there to do whatever.
0: Well, I'm telling you, it should have been wonky for a long time because on t- besides for having the the um, John Stewart recreate the emo- the power battery on Oa with you know the God Storm, the Source Energy, and stuff like that, everything should have been wonky because b- back during um, the New Fifty Two when Kyle was a White Lantern. And he had the idea that, like, I have to replenish the emotional spectrum reservoir that rests inside the source wall. When we destroyed the source wall to break Perpetual out, all of that should have been fucked up from the beginning. So everything should have been wonky. I thought, we don't even have a reservoir anymore because we don't have a source wall. Do we have a source wall back now? Is that fixed? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I I just go with, you know, where we have a lot with the Flash. Oh, the speed force is wonky (laughs) at this point, too. But when you do it with the Greenland, it's like you, you got to explain. It's it's very odd. It, it is odd, and it kind of pulls things back. But I, I'm a seven. You're a five point. But did you say eight. six? Oh, five point eight. You're a little more puzzled than I thought. But we'll move to the
0: next book and the last book of the section. What is it? Eric? Batman and Robin number five, written by Joshua Williamson with Arfie Nicholas Mesia, Rex Locus, and Steve Wands. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird idea where we have the whole shush. You know, arc of the story—the <laughs> idea that you have Man Bat, the, the most Man Bat Man Bat you've ever seen before. Oh, and he's going to do a DNA bomb and make everybody all these human hybrid yeah. creatures with animals. Even though we have Beast World going, on. the dude just has it's to wait a man. few months. That's all he has to do. But we have all of this going on, and we're we're deep in the midst of this whole story, Ty. And for this issue, we're going to take a cool down, not deal with any of it. And have Damien in school, and that seems like a weird thing.
1: I think we're going to be here for a while, and this is—it's a Joshua Williamson thing. And when—and I—I will say. I'm not a big fan of Sismesia. I like it here. I like the art better here. Yeah, I like it better. I can I like see what's it. going on. I
0: like it once we get to school. But once we when we start the issue out with them going after Orca to try to get information, I don't think it's very good at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least I can tell what's happening. And Orca has some big boobs. So I'm in. So you end up with all that going on, though. When you think of Joshua Williamson, if you've ever seen interviews with him, uh, he's a little flighty. He seems to have an attention disorder. I'm not saying that as any shade. I have one as well. So, And it's one of those things where he does lose track of stuff. He does seem to get excited, real excited about stuff, and he wants to do it. But what ends up happening is he also gets bored of the stuff. And that Robin series, and this is, again, something where if you talk to people – we like the Robin series, but people start talking
0: about it like it's the greatest thing that they ever read. Character-wise, it's brilliant. Story-wise, it falls apart immediately.
1: And it falls apart immediately because it was supposed to be a Lazarus tournament, and hardly anybody remembers anything from that because... It kind of got dropped. It kind of was just in the background. It was still well, happening. You had the idea but it that it dropped. became
0: the catalyst for what we had to have with Lazarus Planet that also had to tie into the Devil Nezha stuff for the World's Finest Batman Superman, where the idea then, whoever wins the Lazarus Tournament for the League of Lazarus would then get the Lazarus Demons like to become like one with the host of the winner, but this Lazarus yeah, demon like a seemed vessel. to be different. Exactly, but it seemed to be different than the Devil Nezha, who was also on Lazarus Island, who was sealed away. I'm like, what? I think the thing is, I had an idea, but then we had to stack things on to work with other parts of the story that never worked out. What happened in the Flash? We talked about it. Like, I was thinking the other day about
1: Paradox. Remember Paradox? Where we had this huge setup in Flash where this oh my, he, he ended up being such a sympathetic character until he wasn't. Until then, his origin in one arc changed within three issues. Completely changed because... He wanted to push it another way, and he wanted to do this. And most of Joshua Williamson's story, just look at the Dark Crisis. That's an event. And think of the villain switches as that went on and went to the end to where you start out with this dark army. Then you get, you know, Pariah. Then you end up, and at the end, it's pretty much Nightwing. and the Secret
0: Society Dark
1: Army. It's also the darkness at at one point, too. The, the Great, great darkness, darkness.
0: But not the Great Darkness, a great darkness that was taken from Pariah for some reason. Or, like, coaxed by Pariah's emotions.
1: Darkness-infused bit of a Deathstroke versus Nightwing. Like, it it doesn't matter. This is what he does. It But usually, especially with Damon, his character works really good. It's pretty good here. I just think he's getting back to that. The the idea that it isn't hitting with Shush or this whole play. Maybe maybe it also, maybe they they should have told him before as well. Hey, listen, you're having this and you're doing but we have a beast world going on, and it kind of, you know, seems same weird. Maybe, same story. maybe, yeah, maybe
0: you know, lay low on that. But my big bed wants to create humanal, humanal, human animal hybrids to take over the world. What are you working on, Tom Taylor? Well, uh, uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh What? Like, hey, what?
1: And he's like, oh God! Like, at well, least that's the idea to too.
0: Where Joshua Williamson is the architect right now at DC Comics, and he's just going around the table asking people what their stories are for the year. And he's like, animal-human hybrids. You said, knowing well that, he, like, since he is the architect, that he's going to put his book out before the Beast World starts. No, this was this was my thing. So you came out first. Yeah.
1: No. No. Yeah, he's jealous, right, Eric? That's what
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, you have all these things going, and where I will,
1: you know, draw the line. To be, because there's going to be people listening. To, oh, bullshit. I, I love the Lazarus corner story. And I love that, whatever. But right in this issue, most people the that I see, sucked. most of the people, and I, I quiz people and like who won. A lot of people don't even remember because it meant nothing. Yeah. Connor won. And nobody Connor remembers Hawk. that. Most people, if they're like, I think Damien won. I'm like, no, 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 he didn't. So Obviously when he get was to round and, and yeah, really. Double XL. So when you're sitting here, most people, and I might, I think I agree. This is the best issue of Batman. Not saying it's perfect, but I think this is the best issue of the series. What does that say the about the story? Was. What does that say about the story going? It was nothing. We had at points where Batman gets the pheromones so that all the bats want to hump his leg, but but it wore off. Until they don't. And then we have Shush, who Batman still wants to throw like references of Hush in there. Uh, which doesn't work and then this I, I whole says, play of mistress
0: harsh and not with, with with batman really pushing the idea of hush right we keep saying like you know like everybody's like no she ain't got nothing to do with hush but batman doesn't want to believe it to the point where he's like you know following <laughs> so you Damon think that school it has and to be, be it, right there has to be something because to. batman is the world's greatest detective right now and if he keeps pushing hush stuff and we and like nobody else would to, we should really trust in batman i think <laughs> it shouldn't be because everybody says it's not, but Batman keeps insisting, so maybe I should trust the old Batman.
1: As an aside here, Joshua Williamson caused a, a ruckus where he was on an interview on a, a podcast and ended up talking about the idea that the characters have to have problems. They have to end up like dark stories. Oh, week. Yeah, so everybody was losing because then people reported on it and then just said like some of the headlines of some other sites and videos are dc is making joshua williamson make everybody bullshit because no he's just it's a damn deal deal the idea that there has to be tragedy and stuff like that but it, it points out like you said about tragedy sells promise and about bruce and it, it, he's more of people when the heroes are happy people don't get excited about the stories they and they don't buy, buy them as much yeah. and it's true when you have a death of or whatever it goes through the roof but bruce himself and you say, we, we want to think that if Bruce keeps bringing it up, I mean, he's the world's greatest detective. But this guy has lost Gotham so many times in the past three weeks. He never knows what's going on. I don't even trust him anymore. I don't trust him. And I think he's a schmuck, Eric. But he makes a hell of a pancake. He's there. And I don't know. You, you really do a, a really 180 in this book to just feel like a manga
0: at points it feels like If you end up. and I don't know what that is, but it feels like a manga. It's even got the idea of Ma- D- Damien drawing manga like off the side, and then soccer becomes involved, and then almost like soccer fighting. I'm like, yeah, this is just a manga. Well,
1: that's Blue Lock. That's the soccer manga slash anime. That's a huge hit. So I, I even think that the uniforms look exactly like that. But when you're you're going through all this stuff, yeah, it feels like that. You know, hey, a manga where a kid is going to school, and we're gonna figure this out, and. It feels weird. I mean, I'm not thinking anybody wants shush or any, but that just shows you how much of a bullshit story that was. If people are like, I'm fine with this because we get some cool character work. We have Damien doing stuff. It's OK. I don't mind what we get. It's just an odd swerve. And Damien didn't want to go to school, but he thinks Mistress Harsh is his obviously his old, teacher, from the League of old assassins. teacher and thinks that they, they are shush as well. But I don't think that's the case. We have Principal Stone, right?
0: And Damien believes that she is Mistress Harsh, her, his old teacher from the League do of Assassins. Do you laugh every time you think of Mistress Harsh because she yes, yes, I do. <laughs> so stupid. He also thinks that she might be shush. So we have this going on. When All I can think of, we have two teachers that are going on right here. We have Principal Stone and we have Miss Hall. And Bruce was talking to Miss Hall during his volunteer time where he just goes to school and makes pancakes for kids for whatever volunteer the fucking nonsense that is. But he's doing it. But we have this teacher in Miss Hall. I'm like, there's no way that Miss Hall isn't shush. And there's, you know... Miss Hall has to be. And the whole thing where Principal Stone is Mistress Harsh. But the thing is, I want to think that we're going to school because Damien's trying to out Mistress Harsh for doing something here when it seems like everything is going on. She might be on the up and up. I or think she's making, on the up and up. Or maybe possibly... If she is doing something – I want to think that she's on the up and up because she's giving kids an after-school curriculum in order to make sure that they don't become freaking henchmen after they get out of school, which seems that before we had a 50% chance of that happening, which is crazy in my mind. Yeah, it's a weird idea, stat, right? <laughs> but I also – because she takes special interest in the soccer team, I have to think – Especially because you have somebody who's like Victor Zaz's son that's on the soccer team, that and obviously too a jerk like Shay who's on the soccer team, but that she's also somehow building her own League of Assassins through these students, possibly that's still unrelated to Shush and the freaking DNA bomb and Manpat.
1: I think. Well, first the weird play, and Damien even brings it up at one point. Like, kind of felt my mom had her killed. Like, I don't understand. A, but I, I like this idea, and I hope that it plays out i hope that you end up having mistress harsh damien ends up going off with batman to become a better person a better character a better hero or a hero i want to think that she's like well you know what i think i'm gonna do the same and she actually is trying now you have zaz's son but does she know that and but i like Success. i want the i want the play of it being but she's on the up and up. She just wants to help kids. She doesn't have anything else to do because she kind of got fired. This is her and calling. Here she is. And it was yeah. started with Damien, she's good and at she it.
0: realized that- exactly. And the thing is, she wants to continue doing this. And the idea that she's been the principal here for a while now had no idea that Damien was going to attend the school because he hadn't been. So I just want this to be a weird coincidence that he goes to school and like, hey, that's that lady there. But also, it's still a crazy coincidence that I, I think that Miss Hall, who's the only other character, would be shush. And I'll get to her in a second, but the, the thing that I thought, and you're kind of
1: pointing to it, it would have been different if suddenly Bruce Wayne is getting pressured that, oh my God, you have a young son and he's not in school. Like it was really pressured by this principal to get, yeah. it, but that wasn't the case. He just showed no. up now. I want you to play with kids your own age. Yeah. Do you think that, you know, Miss Hall, she's there and like, we don't know anybody else really. So yeah. if if Principal Stone is just, and seems to be Mr. Stars, but it, if they aren't, The shush Then you would think It'd be Miss Hall Now Does Joshua Williamson Is he trying to make it Really crazy That he's, Or is he trying to like Be subtle But isn't Because her dialogue I'm telling you If you just think of her As that shush You know Shush Being She says to Bruce Oh Hear me out He's quiet in class, like really, really quiet. I'm like, everything she talks about is people <laughs> either being loud or quiet. I'm like, are you that much in there? I, I sat there, I'm like, are you crazy I'm that you're doing for this? For some reason,
0: let's just say like I think it's, it's still speculation because it could just be weird. But she's become a Batman 66 villain where <laughs> she has to is. freaking throw her stuff out there because she's shush. Everything has to be about hearing and listening. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like- Quiet. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. And, I'm like, and even that, she's like- weird about oh, the idea of a all sniper. All she has to say is the idea of how quiet he is and doesn't talk. He's not yeah. loud, but when he does talk, he hits the point of what he's trying to say. Like, and At the one point, I really thought,
1: I mean, where Joshua Winston's writing, was giggling, and then Bruce is like, oh man, what is he doing now? Shush a minute, I'm still talking to you. I'm like, why not just go all for it? But even the idea really of calling him a sniper,
0: that. I like to think of a sniper as being quiet as well. <laughs> Everything with her I'm surprised she isn't a librarian And then he's sharp like a knife And I'm like that's also a quiet thing (laughs) Yeah I'm like this is crazy Like you're really Or
1: is this his idea of throwing a red hair on it, but I don't know. I didn't see. I, I,
0: I talked to some people and nobody That's brought up a crazy. Away. Thing is, I didn't pick up on that at all. And I'm telling you, it is crazy to think about because it's, it's so much in your face. Yeah,
1: it's right to your face that everything she says is about noise, quiet, all that. I was telling totally Molly and the hair color works better that we talked about earlier. It's like the whole yes. deal. So yeah. So I, I, th- I think he's trying to be subtle and it made me giggle so much when she was saying that like every, and there's Bruce again. Who, would he recognize the voice? Would he, You know, this is Batman. He but He should seems recognize to just, something. Yeah, he
0: just seems oblivious. he has got some mummy wrappings and a hoodie on. I don't know who Ooh, this moly. lady is. Holy So you have that going on and what. Not even like tight mummy wrappings like Tommy has, like hush. It's just some loose ass toilet paper around her face and a hoodie. It's like me as a kid trying to be the mummy because I never got a costume. <laughs> i got toilet
1: paper around. At the end of the night, I'm just me. Uh, I did laugh again. You have some humor in this, too. And I think that he had a lip, But this is more... And, again, it feels like a manga or an anime. And I, I kind of like it. It just feels weird in the seventh or fifth issue. Sorry. That- it
0: feels like it's derailed everything, yeah, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I keep saying, does anybody care? Because people are so, oh, man, I love this. This is so much better. Because that shush. It never was... That wasn't well ill-explained. But now we have here, and they're chasing down Orca. Hey, Orca. Now, Orca does feel like she's, like, come on now like i'm not that oh, no, bad
0: again. that's the worst I like part that. about this whole thing because even batman's like orca stop we just want to help you we know you're not bad you've worked with batwoman and nightwing so we know that you're on the up and up just help us find out what is shush up to it and the thing is orca doesn't know anything and like and orca honestly has a sad backstory she was only working with hush because she wanted to be around people who were like her human like animal hybrids and like, but the thing is, Batman is so dead. We just want to help you, Orca. And when you leave the the scene where Batman and Robin 5, she is surrounded she's by police. Her ass is getting locked up back in the gate Immediately, i I'm like, he didn't help dick. anybody.
1: And it, it's a weird thing because before I, you know, and when the, I'm like, oh, oh, they're good, Orca. We just want to help you. She's she's there <laughs> smoking still from being electrocuted, and the police are getting. They're not trying to help. They're getting the skidaddling out. But even that, the setup her again, boys. The setup almost works with if it didn't have the police in the t- that okay the cliques in school and the but because she just wants to be around people who are like her and you I feel it. bad but then you're like that's such a good moment for Orca that it just makes Batman look like a
0: oh uh, but her ass is going back to Blackgate and getting killed because she betrayed punchline to the royal with the royal flesh gang so Orca is or- going back to jail and getting killed immediately yeah so in that too they're chasing down Orca but
1: really what they go and why you get that flashback scene is not because Orca's important. It's that they were talking about school. So Orca's such a non-entity to them. And then they just leave. Well, to a
0: degree, you and I had been saying very briefly, but had been saying, hey, what happened to Orca? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're back in jail. At least we know where she is.
1: She's being helped, apparently. That's the worst. Again, all I can think of with the terrible trio and now Orca's like, just wait like three days, and you're gonna have a beast world. And you're gonna be in your glory. Just lay low, but they—they they can't. They can't seem to think that. But even then, like, hey, Damien, how has the week been? You're on your, you know, super spy mode, and you go and see, and it's very goofy. But I liked it. I—I I like. He's up in a tree at one point, like a schmuck. <laughs> like she wouldn't <laughs> see that. He's there, but he's when he is drawing, it, it doesn't like he's a drawing a, drawing a picture of Goliath. It looks like. And it's classic. Gets hit by a soccer ball. I'll tell you that, Shay. I'd like to think your wit is a little quicker because no. it's like, man, like a uh, deal. Hey, watch out, schmuck. And he's like, oh, I think I was blinded by your awful art. I'm like, well, we'll we'll talk about that later when we talk about Riley Rossmo. But the thing is, I get it. I've read Riley Rossum books, But yeah, but that's not really. That's a weird. Diss. like you know what I mean. It would be more like, hey, look at you, you wimp, doing the drawings te- with, you, that's with, the with thing. your it's pencils, like, right?
0: I just <laughs> want to think about high school. And I was getting like you know, somebody hits. I'm just trying to draw some comic book stuff, some superheroes. Like I want to do. And all of a sudden, some jock hits me in the face with a super ball. I'm like, hey, watch yourself. He's like, hey, I'm too busy fucking your mom over here. That's all I, they had growing up. Exactly. Well, what I would think
1: because remember you had Shea who was the one who I some think it was terrible
0: him. derogatory terms.
1: Yeah, remember like Shay was the one who ended up seeing the. Damian Dane. No, <laughs> no, no. The Damien Vane. <laughs> Damien Vane. Like, that's His what I wanted. Character. That's what I wanted him to go with. Like, oh, what do we get more adventures of Damien Vane, you asshole? Yeah, you look like your mother. Right, there we go. Like, let's take it. If we took it back to when we were growing up, especially me, boy, this would have gotten dark real quick. But Damien ends up kicking the ball right into Shay's deal. And then that's where you get the the very anime manga-esque of, okay. Well, he's going to join the team. It's even 80s movies, the idea where Definitely. that's the way he can get closer to, you know, Stone. You do get another deal with this girl and maybe she could be Erica. shushed. Is there could Erica be it? Could that be the thing? Because she kind of shows up there and I don't know. She does the lay of the, the land. Deal. I don't know. Yeah. But it, that's what she seems to just be there as the lay of the land and kind of thinks that Damien's kind of cool. But uh yeah, he's going to e. team. to spot together.
0: So let me tell you, everything's been going on here at Gotham High. Principal Stone, she's the best. She's trying to do everything she can for kids to stay out of being henchmen when they graduate high school. Yeah.
1: I'm, I, right now, I know that back in the day, we, we didn't have co ed PE, but you had those certain days occasionally that you would. Like we would just, you know, if we're playing basketball, we weren't playing, you know, in gym with girls, with the boys and all that. They'd have certain days that you would do it like once every month. And I was a tryhard and I would end up, you know, getting some ladies pissed off. But still, Eric, you know, that's how it rolls. But when he goes and he's going to end up trying out for <laughs> the soccer team. uh, yeah, And I don't know, Bruce goes a little too over the top.
0: It, it almost was cringy in my mind where it's like, go Damien. I liked it because the first time you actually got to see him being a father to any kind of normal childhood life. I don't know.
1: He's like, you can do it, son. And I think he looks around. He's like, OK, is anybody watching? Go, Damien. They're like, man, he's a good father. He's like, notch one up for the Bruce way." <laughs> but Damien goes down and he ends up shooting on the goal. And this goalie, he ends up saving it in a way that it looks like he's like karate chopping the ball on both sides. But it really does throw. Damien off, and he's like, Another one bites the dust, dude. And then he does mark the goalpost, which gives you the hint of what he is doing. Didn't they're not take gonna, notice. They're not going to have him cut. So instead, he does the little notch on the goalpost.
0: That is a really cool reference to what happens later. I just like to imagine, though, it's such a weird idea to go and check out this guy because, you know, I think he might be involved in something going on. Oh, my God, Damien, you're right. He's Victor Zaz's son where he has a whole shrine for his father. And I have to imagine, like, all right, at what point were you born before uh, Victor Zaz lost his mind after trying to kill himself? Everybody's a goddamn zombie.
1: Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like, uh, What did he think he was making sweet
0: love to? I don't know. No, I have to imagine it was before that, though, because even though the character's been around for a while, like, let's just say, I think Victor Zaz was maybe Victor Zaz for the last maybe 10 years, something like that.
1: Well, that would work. That would work fine. And uh, it seems like this kid, Zach Zaz, maybe. uh, Or, you know, we could end up, but I I do think that he is Zaz's son. And Damien recognizes, like, he moves in a weird way. And I recognize this. And okay, And that's what leads them to kind of tail them. Well that's what I'm thinking the idea
0: because the, the kid the kid's a go, he's gotta have some moves, but it looks like he's got some moves that even impress Damon where Mr. Hart is the coach. And I'm like, is she training these kids to be ninjas? Like something that he would recognize from his time growing up with the League of Assassins? You say that, I think that I think it's all gonna be
1: that she's using those techniques to just actually make them good. You end up having Shay say, We're the best soccer team in in all the land. It's Damn almost right like we Kelly Leak showed up and like, that's the best athlete in the county. And Sounds it like Shay to me. So then when they are on the tail of this goalie and the rest of them who are really throwing shade at Damien and that even you see Damien gets upset about it, even when Batman's like, hey, you don't have to believe them. He's like, hey, I'm used to it. That's kind of a a cool character moment, too. But when you do see, you know, Principal Stone, she's just going through the the deal. She's working out plays. And now and it makes sense to me. You got a new kid who's real fast. He's She's You're on the team. she doesn't seem like she's involved in anything bad. I mean there no, she is she's actually working game plan
0: stuff up, but she's really into this. Well she recognizes Damien. I'm like, oh god, I gotta ring her now. This is gonna be amazing. Yeah, and remember the yeah, really the the whole thing of her why she
1: got in trouble was a weird play that she thought that Damien had too much of a heart. He cared too much, he had to be I think she learned her lesson. I think that she's here and and it'll be that idea of getting a second chance. And maybe what Damien and Batman end up, you know, thinking that she's bad right away with this, which you would, I mean, with the whole circumstance. But I think that she's on the up and up. But, yeah, Damien and the deal, oh, you know, my, you know, crazy teachers, they were all bad. And you get to see that. It's kind of cool to see that stuff. But Damien looks like he's crying when they're like, man, the David guy is a real piece of shit like he's an asshole. Just because he blocked your shot doesn't mean he's automatically a criminal son. That's what Batman says. Batman has no idea what it means in these terms, uh, but you then, oh God, he says a sudden, where is this that they? I love where this guy goes into this like old beat up apartment or whatever, and they like they seem to see this right away and seem to see what it is. But
0: well, it is being illuminated by by a window, which I have to assume the dynamic duo is looking through. It's just a weird idea that he's like, and they're just like, look, father,
1: look, and this kid wouldn't have even made it so that nobody could look in and see a knife that says first kill and a big picture of Ah, and he says i'll be with you soon daddy yeah there you go the son of Zaz looks like we are getting to
0: a point though where people will like talk shit about because the thing is i love when you bring in characters for the most part like you know oh this is the daughter of so and so or the son of so and so, a legacy character you know i like the idea of it and people will give it shit because it just it's just a, a cheap kind of thrill it's a it's a quick fix something like oh this is this, this person because of this and, you know and i don't ever want to be negative about it but to this point i feel that maybe we're getting too many at the same time because you know even the daughter of lobo crush i like her a lot even vengeance the clone daughter of bane i like her a lot we don't get a lot of it and it's just that we're getting to a point where with Maybe Korg, the supposed son of Sinestro, and the supposed son of Victor Zaz, its just becoming the same thing over and over again. Or maybe I am thinking maybe it's played out a bit. Maybe it, it is might be played a out. cheap way to write something at this point.
1: I wish that maybe maybe we will, but it would have been kind of cool to have Damien like, oh, you know, this seems familiar. It's kind of, and then maybe work through and get some character because, like you said, if you're going to work it out, and if Joshua Williamson did his due diligence, he has worked this out in his head. Okay. Zaz before he went crazy this that So you would have a kid who might have been You know pretty cool with his dad He's getting ready and then all of a sudden just goes is crazy stand, too. or maybe but The idea of this I'd like to see Like he wants to why would You know would he be upset that his dad turned into he, what he, he was. He should be so he upset seems because be, yeah. even the
0: idea that, like, after everything happened, like, he lost all of the freaking money that he had and, like, like, look where the kid's living right now. He could have been fucking... He could have been flying high with his freaking family money if his dad just wouldn't have been a fucking asshole and blew it all and then decided to kill people. And that's the
1: thing is... I wish and I hope, and but this looks surface level. This looks like just to have Damien. Oh my it's like God! You might Zaza be living son. with Radcatcher
0: oh. for how much of a shithole this place is. And so,
1: if you ended up doing some things, I would have rather have had it maybe where Damien again, like we think that might be doing Principal Stone, thinks everybody's bad. Like D- Damien's got in his head that everybody, oh my god, and he finds out that this is Zaz's son, and thinks oh my god, he's but he's not really that bad. I mean, he's just a kid. His dad happens to be what he is, and maybe that could tie into. What Damien himself is and how he was raised and who his mom is and things. But you kind of go on surface level. It it ends up where it shows up It almost is like an eye-rolling, like, really? Like, how many coincidences can we have at this fucking school? I mean, just because you say... Oh, the crime rate of 50%. Like, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you get the
0: son of Zaz, but you well, do that's her. The thing is, you, you get Shush as a teacher, you get Mistress Harsh as a principal, you get the son of Zaz as a freaking goalie on your soccer team. Shit's weird. But the thing is, we say that, how many crazy people then show up at the fucking Gotham Academy as well, though? Yeah. But at least Was that's a like one the, elite, the librarian. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the, <laughs> that's what you do. It's just Didn't weird. Man show up in that too? So- yeah, yeah, you had a lot of th- people in the walls. You had, I think, Killer Croc was around there, and the so in this though, what you have by the end? Okay, we we want to find out who shush.
0: People went the university back in the day, you know, like Jonathan Crane was a professor. Oh yeah, he's on there. Woodrow, you got it all there. So do you need this?
1: Like, they're, they're- we already have a story going on with Shush, the terrible trio DNA, and all of a sudden, oh my god, we the goalie, don't need this. The goalie well, maybe is as the well, I almost feel like at one point you just you have almost like what they do with soap operas when you have somebody like quit and they want to keep going. and They're like the the you know, the character of Eric Shea is now being played by this. Part. And you just go with it. Or a lot of times in those things or like a sitcom, the dog disappears. Eric, it just disappears and nobody bats an eye. Right. So have this and just say, oh, by the way. The story of Shush was bullshit. We're done with that. It, just pretend it never happened and we're going to deal more with the, you know, Mistress Harsh, son of Zaz, soccer team. Cause I kind of liked the character with us. And I, you said, and I said that it was cringy with Bruce, but it was nice to see him get a yeah. little bit excited for his son. Uh, I, I assume that Bruce was then thinking like, well, when I was in school, I was a lot better than that because I would have scored. You know, you never see him afterwards. He That's was like, he's, he's not shame. a father like you. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's true. My kids wouldn't let me go see them play sports, but that's fine with me. Uh, But what would you give this in the
0: end? Hopefully I give this a 6 out of 10. The art's a little like, uh, eh, for my feel. like Once you get to school, it gets a little bit better in my mind, but it's still not great after all. And just the idea that this book is deciding to stop the progression of the story to deal more with a manga-type feel, like it just doesn't do anything for me because I don't care about manga manga and stuff like that. But like I'm telling you, You get more of Bruce and Damien being, you know, father and son, which is nice. I just need some kind of like can we please do that in order to fulfill the story in a, like a less lame way? But also maybe do this more after the story is complete. It just feels like weird and out of place here, especially for the dynamic duo, where the, you have the world's greatest detective trying to figure out whether or not this one teacher is the bad guy that they're going after right now. And just it just feels weird. I'm telling you, I want to love Batman and Robin. I love Bruce Wayne and I love Damian Wayne. This just should be a great book. And I should, like the idea of the dynamic duo. is always something that tickles my fancy. It's just still not doing it for me right now. And even this weird direction just feels like a young adult kind of t- take on what's going on currently. So 6 out of 10, though. It's still, I like it's, it so it's still much still better. More
1: fun. Yeah, still some Yeah, that's your kryptonite. I'm 7.5. I like the manga SDL. And what I wish is we started with this. There, there's a weird play, too, because this book, while well, we don't often say, and we, we joke, like, oh, my God, Orky, just wait a hot afternoon and it's going to be beast world, Or, hey, you do this. But in this play of a Batman and Robin, I mean Batman in the main Batman book has lost his mind. He's in a you know a jail cell. So if you play if you center more on Damien, which I kinda like more anyway, this is the book we're gonna get Damien in, and maybe start off where it's just him going to school and just that idea of I think that the principal is my ex, you know, mentor, teacher that I thought was dead. She might be up to no good. Let's do this. This I when people heard Shush. Nobody said that sounded like a good idea. It's Joshua Williamson again, just changing things. Then when we got the story, we're not getting anything from it. Bullshit. Batman just keeps thinking it's hush. You you want to slap him. Then the terrible trio who now might be full of DNA splice. Then you get Manbat
0: that I thought was rage. I'd like. Hey, well, even the idea of Manbat, because not only is this Manbat, but. It's the more bat version, then Langstrom's gone. It's the more smarter, more vicious version. But then you have the idea But hey, weren't you dead? Yeah, but because of all the injections, I got better. Fuck you. So all that was forced. All that was bullshit. That shush is one of the worst. That character
1: is so lame that when we do find out that, say, oh, by the way, it is this Miss Hall, I don't think we ever see the character again. That's what the minute that we get to the moment of who it is,
0: gone. But in this where... I'm not being quiet about it either. That's not what I hear. Oh, my God. <laughs> quiet down there. It's so
1: crazy. The way... That, and so, I, was really, I thought it was the funniest thing I
0: ever read in my life. I'm like, oh, my God, look at her. She's like begging. I'm so happy you put it in context. Like Maybe I was just kind of bored and going through the motions. I didn't look into anything with that. I, I was too busy just looking at her thinking, oh, yeah, you got to be shish with those fe- like dark hair and facial features. It was funny because when I was going, I thought, like, I don't think he's... <laughs>
1: look at her. That's all she kept talking. But I think that that's a, a really cool story to get Damien and to have what might be an all ages young adult-type book with Damien. Give more of the character work and, and sit there and think, okay, we had the Robin book. That ended up not doing so great, but the people liked it for the character work and just go with that and kind of I'll play the, the market deal. Yeah, that's what we loved it. And I like some of the things in here. I want to see Damien actually trying so hard to be on the soccer team and and maybe becoming friends And maybe finding out about that Shay guy And and maybe, you know, getting upset because I don't know
0: I want him to take Flatline to the prom
1: I was, oh yeah, and Flatline supposedly is coming up in the book Can't as wait. well So you have that, but if you have Flatline show up It's better in a situation like this Than uh, we're tracking down Shush and this man bat It that, that was a weird, bad play at the beginning And I think that this is not just a it, it, to me, it's a course correction. I think this is better. and I think this could be something that, if it's, it may not last, you know, forever, but I think we'll get some more character work from Damien. And well, that's, that's what a, I'm honestly, here for. I think
0: that's all you really need because you could still do like, it's a Batman and Robin book. You could have Batman and Robin adventures, but half the book could also just be Damien being a kid because, like, you have batman and detective comics doing whatever kind of work you want with bruce wayne and stuff like that with batman solo this could fo- you use it to focus on robin and just damian wayne being a person yeah, in i'd Gotham like high where you can actually like improve the character more like the robin series did while still doing a batman and robin and deliver the dynamic duo kicking some ass and taking some names yeah and the the play that worries me and even work on
1: the idea of father and son you can tell in this that You know, it's not for the long haul And once they do end up finding out who, Because they even keep pushing Hey, your son's too smart to be here Should be in college He should do this And, you know, maybe that's the next phase But you have it going on right now Where he says, I gotta stay to figure out what this is And I I do like it I like this play I like that he has It it, it starts to feel almost like a Spider-Man type thing With, you know, that that Shay being Flash And you have those sort of things But unfortunately for Damien at the moment He really doesn't have anybody else there and you see, it was upset when those kids were talking bad about him. And he kind of, you know, but, and he says he's always that tough exterior. But the the problem that this book already has, and it's something that we talked about with Monkey Prince, and it's weird to have it here because Monkey Prince was where Batman and Robin showed up. And then, like, you have to settle down. There can't be that many people just coincidentally showing up, or you have all that. Like, it gets too crowded. And I think that that's already with the zazz. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm a seven point five. I I like the kind of blue lock feel to it you don't know what blue lock is but it's I pretty don't. cool very popular very popular with the kids so maybe that'll get some more people but i don't think that people are going to say oh this batman and robin book that was this weird story before but now it feels like i'm mean, no they're not going to jump on but maybe it'll get some thrills out of people already reading but we'll see we'll see you're you don't like fun but we're going to take a little bit of break and then we'll be back on well, what the kids like in just a moment That's a diss track, Eric. There all are. Diss track through and through. I I may have to play later. <laughs> you have to remind me. Because I ended up sending you a bunch of songs. Some for like later next month. Uh, and you said to me that I only write diss tracks. That I couldn't yeah. come up. And you you, you got to make something powerful. Something positive. You challenged me to write a positive song about Speed Force. And I, uh-huh. I tried. I tried. And we might find out the results of it. We're here to start things out with, as that song said. And Riley Rossmo's art, we actually had liked it on this book because it fits this story a little more than some of the other things. I don't know. This, this issue, it, it gets a little wonky at points. And you are relying on him with a bunch of spread pages that really seem like they're filler. But I don't know. This, this book, I like it enough. We talk about it all the time when we do that. It's not really a book for us. We don't no. love Wesley Dodd's Sandman, and it's really playing the Popeyes deal, and he's going legit with it, but usually when we talk about it, we end up having fun on other things that we kind of come up with our mind, but it's not a book I hate, but I don't love it, and I don't know. It's This is a weird issue. This is a down issue in my mind, a part of the series. Yeah, and I, I worry because the things that we thought were cool and we're trying to get it like almost takes things away to make it like more generic by the end i i don't know we'll have to see what everybody else and what we think but give us the credits and we'll jump into it
0: wesley does the sandman number four written by robert van diddy with art uh, by riley Rossmo, ivan placencia and tom napolitano and in this issue if you remember when wesley does is taking on his foe the mad gasser or as he liked to call himself the fog wesley had grabbed one of the canisters on the mad gasser and broke it open trying to force him back. He actually pierced his eyeball. But Wesley ended up doing it. We thought, oh, my God, is Wesley Dodds dying right now because he has the mad gasters You know, like, like, um, death fog, you know, the like, but it just seems like a weird situation where now, even though this person went into Wesley Dodds home and stole the secret journal that has all the death formulas that he made before he actually got the Sandman formula right for people to sleep. It seems like he hasn't made any of that yet. He just kind of made... Sandman formula. So the idea then, that we stole the journal so we can get all the death serums to kill everybody we want, that's something for later that the army's going to use, but hasn't made yet, but this guy's going to go around dressed as the Fog with just Sandman sleep juice for some reason. And what it does is allow Riley Rossimo to
1: get a little wacky, and you have a little dream sequence, and you get a little background, but it really doesn't mean that much, right? So, so weird you too, because,
0: that. you know, he's like, I finally get to experience what the people... I put under experience when I'm stopping them from doing crimes. And from the sleep formula that Wesley Dodds has derived, it pretty much makes all of the bad stuff that you've done in your life that you felt he has bad, a bad for some. No, no, this yeah. is every morning for me in the shower. <laughs> this is what I experience, thinking about everything that I've done that's cringy and thinking about it over and over again. That's what Wesley Dodds experience right now, but eventually he comes out of it thinking to himself, Oh my god. It has to the person who was doing this it has to be the person of the general that didn't want my stuff, or the person that commissioned me to go and talk to the general, Mister Vanderlair himself. And this is pretty much what we've been talking about the entire series. We have two characters that we think could be doing: the guy who said he didn't want a sleep juice formula, and the guy that wanted Wesley to sell the sleep juice formula to the general. Those are the two characters we have here. So finally, Wesley gets on board and says, "Oh my God, I better go see Mister Vanderlair about this because right now, because the, his house burning down, he is staying in Mister Lyle's suite." When he runs out there for some reason, the guy, the mad gasser, the the fog, he has broken into this high rise penthouse that? place and he's trying to kill Mr. Vanderlyle. And I have no idea yeah, why we this don't is not what you need to do.
1: And the weird thing is, is in your mind, I mean, I guess the mad gasser, the fog, I just want to call him the mad gasser. Right? Me too. Like, what does he know what he doesn't know? Well, first off, the general, like, There are certain people in this that don't have two arms. So you end up like, okay, that can't be him. But when you end up with the the play where wouldn't you think that you would want the whole you're trying to get rid of somebody that you don't need to get rid of, it seems, and also kind of taking away what could be a suspect if you if you know what the whole play. But it's a weird thing of like Venditti
0: saying. Well, I want them to know it's
1: not. But what do we get from here? It's it's such a weird idea
0: because when he's talking to Diane about it, when he finally comes to and he's been brought back to the apartment by, you know, his butler, it's like this. Who would know that Kluge was dishonorably discharged from the army for stealing supplies? Colonel Breckenridge. I met with him and he turned down flat my proposal to use sleep gas for humane warfare. But he knew I must have spent years developing it, experimenting, testing, experimenting again. That's what Breckenridge was really after. He wanted the concoctions I wouldn't dare use. I'm like, and I'm just sitting here dreaming about, so you think that that fog is Breckenridge who has one arm, even though this guy has clearly one arm. But the, the problem with that is, it's just obviously when we go and he's like, when he didn't think so himself, but maybe it was Vanderlyle who was working with Breckenridge. And, and we go and see Mr. B- uh, Vanderlyle, and Mr. Vanderlyle is being choked out by the fog. who's now not wearing a gas mask anymore. And then I realized to myself, Oh, it's just some asshole who's working for Breckenridge that we don't know, that we and it doesn't matter. we never would
1: know, it seems, right? And, and <laughs> it, it's so funny when he goes out and the guy, like, it's so in your face, that the eye, that he ended up piercing. But the the weird play at the end, I still don't know, because at the end, he does say uh, he's gone, the idea of the journals. But the journal is still in the wrong Hands, uh, Eric. He says plural, so I, I don't know. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That's the only thing that in It would have been more this,
0: ridiculous if he just would have said the wrong hand the and then gave Guy a wink and
1: winked. Hey, you know what I'm saying? She starts laughing. She's like, "I think that gas is still affecting you, Wesley." Like right, that, so, that's not
0: in good humor, Wesley. So what,
1: what we have like not appropriate? You, you legitimately have one of the two people that you're saying are a They only have one arm. And then you get the other guy who he's being choked out. Then this Fog or the Mad Gasser, they're going to fight. And really, this issue, and we talked about We talk about this all the time of those, like, kind of the middle issues. This is the fourth issue, I believe. But it yeah. is that to set up the fifth and sixth issue. And it's so, like, a nothing. It's, it's weird because you do get info, but it's, like, weirdly given to you of, like, oh, all that other stuff. Bullshit. Let's keep going. It's just
0: a weird deal, and even when he's there with this look, guy... Look, even the idea of this guy, the Fog, who I'm guessing is just supposed to be a red herring to make us think this is the guy that has the journal, even though Breckenridge is the like the, the top dog, the, the the puppet master, but just the idea that, like, okay, look, I'm going to hire you include to go down there and get some shit, because I know this asshole has freaking some concoctions that kill people good and plenty the way I like them to be done, so I need you to go in there, and then burn the house down and just, like, make sure you destroy all the evidence. And also kill Clue because I need a body left behind. But this guy's like, holy shit, this guy's a sandman. I'm going to steal me a gas mask. going to steal me a cloak. And we're going to run around and do Fox stuff. Yeah, what, what, where do you, you get, get Colonel uh, Do whatever you want, you <laughs> marry. I love that Colonel Breckinridge is
1: there. And this guy, I, I imagine it like you are. He's like yipping and yapping in his ear, like, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get gas mask up
0: and call up the fog. And he's like,
2: Get it, out of it town. Kinda,
0: it kind of reminds me because I was actually just watching Spider Man Homecoming this morning when I got up. But the idea when you have Michael Keaton's character, became, you know, obviously the vulture, but then you just have one of this asshole guys who he's worked with. He's like, Hey, you go around with this thing. You call yourself the shocker. You shock people. And that's <laughs> all I imagine. It's this guy, like, I'm the fog. I'm the fog. And so. I'm the trash man. So, what? What? What happens
1: to the fog then at the end? Like, he, he dies. Falls out, yeah. He falls out of a window, lands on a taxi, and dies. Now, I don't know how or what, but we do have... You know, Wesley, he's done some detective work. He's done some things that, like wouldn't he run out there and at least try to figure out, like, maybe you could look at this fog and find something else with him? Cause I body, imagine at like, this
0: point in time, he's he's dead right now. He's just going to go back to his, like, corner friend in the morgue. Hey, let me have an idea what's going on Why going not
1: here? do it right now? I mean, this guy, the fog falls out like it's, like, lethal weapon, the hooker jumping off the, the window. He then smashes into a car, like, go down there and see it, or, or grab some of these bed Stop touching dead bodies. Like, <laughs> do something, but he's like, oh, and the. Funny than Diane comes in like you know Just the right amount of not In time hey everybody freeze <laughs> You missed out Diane. Get I out saw of a man
0: plummeting through the window I'm like what Floor were you on that you saw that So then
1: <laughs> you have Wheeler at Lyle, this guy we, we thought was the bad
0: guy He isn't but he's just Pretty much, they've you know, been strangled out. Well, I imagine that he's still a bad guy that knows too much, and that's why he had to be strangled well, out. Because yeah, I, I don't know any so, other too. reason that the fog would come after now, him. Now, does he die at the end? Because
1: he's talking as if it's like his last breath. Oh, Leslie, who was the man who parts in demanding answers about you? Because whether or not he's dead at the end, they can. I swear Wesley like pushes him aside He probably gets hit on the head On the wall so he can run over to Diane They can talk This guy is in deadly need of some assistance here Maybe a hospital And he's just like oh let's talk about other things It's so weird He'll how be this fine. ends They were built different in the 40s I swear he's like leaning like Wesley's holding him And he just drops him and runs over to Diane And comes in holding the deal Freeze everybody <laughs> ah, And then you have It's in the wrong hands and, yeah, and then I'm going to What are you going to do, something. Wesley?
0: There's only one choice left, and I believe the word for it is treason. Up oh, next, Sandman versus the U.S. Army. I'm like, <laughs> U.S. Army wins. What happened? <laughs> or, what this happened? is the perfect choice, to like, the way to show that, like, you know, humane warfare just putting people to sleep will work. Yeah, maybe, but I still think you put them asleep and then put a cap in their skull. Stop like it. The, like they used to do in the
1: old Massive Wrap The cap in their ass there. So... Again, he, I just, what did he think? Like, I'm just going to go with the main setup. <laughs> just Wesley goes to Breckenridge. Hey, what we want to do is humane warfare. We end up knocking out the enemy. They sleep. Like, what does he <sighs> think the army is going to do then with these people? Like, what are they going to do? Like, go, Like, hey, that guy needs a blanket. Let's get a he pillow. He needs a pillow, too. Like, oh, my God, look at him. Let's put little foot. Like, hey, let's get these Nazis and we'll put, like, like uh, uh, sleeping caps on, it'll be hilarious. We'll, we'll right, get them in jabs. You, you,
0: you, uh, you know, put the entire platoon to sleep or whatever you're doing. If you go into a town and like you disarm them and round them up and put them in, like, yeah, and then you prisoners. put them in a camp, in a prison. Yeah,
1: that, that's yeah. Uh, again, I think most of the time though, because then if you deal, it just doesn't make sense. And I think they just kill them anyway. I do think that what they, should, if I'm breaking Ranch I'm like, fine, we'll put them in the town to sleep and then we go and put a cap on their ass. That's what they want to do anyway. It's great. We'll just do that. They're sleeping. They're easy targets. I don't know if you know that, but sleeping people kind of can get shot very easily. But they're playing the steal of, and then you get this, I mean, this mad gasser or the fire. Like, it's such a weird idea that it's might be somebody that we just, I don't know just some sure. schmuck. And then he's even yelling stuff, like he said, about possibly she's like a cloud will be over Europe. i'm like oh god these people with their nonsense oh because of what you've created with thine own hands and it's it's weird that this goes from oh my god there's really what wesley should say listen there's only a couple people in this book one only has one arm i do think it look
0: shut up diane yeah
1: it might be wheeler uh oh no he's being strangled by this guy oh i get it this is bullshit, and it just ends up being the army, which he should have realized from the beginning. We just thought the middleman, like, all of this was always going to be a middleman situation. We thought that it was Vander who wanted to make money, and he was mad because, oh my God, we had this setup, we could have gotten all this Because Wesley Dodds is
0: a pacifist, and he screwed over my account with Colonel Breckeridge. Even when you have the setup in
1: this, of uh, him going through his life. My dad, he went to war. He came back. He wasn't the same. That kind of gives you the idea that maybe this Vanderlau was like, I gave it my all. And when I came back, they spit my face. Uh, maybe he's angry. I don't know. Then, I don't think why they did.
0: This is, this is a Vietnam
1: era. Or in this era, still could be He play. came back a hero. He came back, but you could still play, like, I saw because he says his dad came back wrong. They saw some yeah. bad shit. World War he's One was so awful. So when they come in, there's World War Two coming up. He would want, like, I want this to be over quick. We could just guess those assholes and, you know, whatever the play may be. But when you get the whole solution of, oh, none of that was anything. And, yeah, this guy seems at this point to just be some wacko who just decided to call himself The Fog and run around in a cape. <laughs> I it's I a mean. long coat, a horrible coat. <laughs> Look at that thing. He thought he could fly her. We, we actually believed the man could fly until we saw The Fog. And he just disintegrated. He, he ended up splatting on that taxi. That poor taxi driver. I mean, what is he going to do? But yeah, and then you have like the the newsie there. He's like, "Hey, man, what's happening?" Yeah, and then all the things explode.
0: But again, like you said, it's even as goofy as him having just sleep gas that yeah, I'm telling you that we ended with the idea that it really seemed like, oh my god, how is he gonna overcome this? Because it is the deadly gas that the fog was using that we thought of because these were even the dreams that Wesley was having. And for some reason, even in this, you know, sleep induced haze that he has because of his own formula, he then has visions of sims like of like the Red Lantern as well as like Sandy the freaking golden boy, his his uh his sidekick later on, but like that's fine. Like they see like Red Lantern out of nowhere Like not Red Lantern like The daughter of the Red Lantern Yeah 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 it's weird It's weird
1: and I I thought because you said I mean Leslie kind of a puss here He ends up where oh my god Even the sleep gas Is not great like he's so Weirded out by this trip that he's like Oh my god I gotta stop doing that But one of the big things in this is this guy Also just Riley Rossimo with this fog the guy looks crazy But he's like hey don't be ashamed, Wesley. It's natural. All men fight wars. No one likes to lose them. And then Wesley says, it isn't too late. I can stop the toxins from being made. And the guy says, again, being made again. And so they already have them and they're already doing things. It's so <laughs> weird the way he stresses <laughs> this. Like it just felt odd the way it was, you know, infamous that you end up where, oh my God, now he's got it. I got to go and stop the army from kind of nonsense, but it's, it's sand, man doing this i kind of want it more of you know just you
0: know pulpy golden age adventures and that's kind of what it seemed like this feels like a weird curveball that got goofy and i don't understand what we're doing out of nowhere because even the idea like you have an issue where he sees some visions because he's asleep wakes up and then fights the fog and says i gotta go and do trees of the stuff the end yeah yeah it seems like with a a Riley Rossmo at this art. Point. and with too
1: many two more issues left it's now we're going to be what are we on the front now? And he's going to stop it. I just that's not where I thought this was going. I thought it was just that mystery and and really a big thing of who the fog was.
0: Well, like like the last idea, like I don't think the idea of treason when he's going to go and fight the U.S. military on the front line of something that because I don't even think we would be involved. I don't remember what the year was for this, but I, I don't think it's going to be that. I think he's just going to confront Breckenridge in his office. He had yeah. It's weird. Like when, when you end up seeing
1: that ending, it like it looks like, oh, we're off to war. No, I'm saying yes. that the
0: ending's the last issue, I could have sworn that he inhaled deadly toxins and was gonna die. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I
1: I thought that what we were getting and what it was more intriguing was the fog, not just that. Oh my god, you mean the sus general? He's he wants these formulas because that's what he wanted at the beginning. Like, oh my goodness, I never saw that coming. I, I thought it was more interesting. Having like the anti Sandman, the Mad Gasser. I wish it was, but yeah, the ending of like, oh, I got to stop the U.S. Army from having this gas stuff. I, I, I'm not really that interested in, but we'll see. Because Ben Diddy has been up until this issue, it has been kind of impressing me of me liking a book that I really have no connections to. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, this one isn't it. What would you give it?
0: I would give it a five out of ten. Cool. I'm gonna give it.
1: See, the art gets wonky in this too. It gets really Rasimode up. Uh, I'm gonna go six I'm gonna still go six It it might be interesting enough And I'm learning some things You know, I learned that Diane She holds a gun weird I'll give it that, Eric That's some props Maybe you hold a gun weird (laughs) Also, I do like where If that fight with the mad gasser Kept going I swear to God This guy was gonna pull weapons Out of every orifice he had He has a gun at first That gets knocked out Then he has like a trick knife What is this guy Like, he's the most interesting man He's got a knife up up his sleeve He's like the craziest character, and now he's dead because he fell out the window. ay ay ay, but we'll move Join on Join your to... friend Igor Klug. Yeah, yeah, your friend. He's like, I'm no friend of that guy. That guy was an asshole. Uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Action Comics number 1061. That is mine as well. That's a pretty damn good book. And uh, I think that Jason Aaron is showing that he's got his chops back, here. He's got the chops back. He's got his crew back, as we said earlier. But- that's that? What a what an episode! I thought we were gonna be more positive on things, but I was wrong. But here is what we're gonna talk about next a week. And next week we have a couple big books, some books that we enjoy, right? Some things that we like, and some things I don't that know what we comes down. That's next week, I don't know. Well, I am gonna tell you right now, two of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight. To yeah, check that out, Patreon dot com slash Weird Science. Batman, Superman, World's Finest number twenty three. We All are right. enjoying that whole Kingdom Come deal, so that's pretty cool. Catwoman number sixty one. I've been told that we get Cat Tiki again. I should have the sound effect, but we'll, we'll get Cat <laughs> Tiki again. That's in the previews. Cat Tiki doesn't make Pretty it Just makes cool. it sillier. Yeah. Green Lantern War Journal number five. Let's see how All that right. is. Yeah. Jay Garrick the Flash number four. We're loving nice. that. So I'm excited about that. Justice League versus Godzilla versus maybe Kong a little more. Maybe. maybe number four. So we'll see that. But I'm looking forward to maybe getting some Kong action. Nightwing number one hundred and ten. That should tie into Beast World. So we'll see how that is. Superman with number the 10. Life.
0: Obviously, we're going to jump into the freaking like you know the Beast World stuff. He's a kitty cat. Yeah, he's a kitty cat. So Superman number ten. Old West Superman. Old West and the East, though. Yeah, I forgot that.
1: Yeah, you got that. Titans number seven. A little more Beast right. World tie-in. Get a little you know Tamaranian nonsense of that. Maybe that'll be explained more with Brother Zach. Eternity. I'm sorry, no, Zach. Not oh, Zach, no Xander. Xander. Yeah, Zander, yeah. sexy Wonder Woman number five. Feels like Wonder Woman hasn't been out for a while, so we'll get that. See how that progresses, and maybe we'll get more than just like Wonder Woman going up and taking a kid around because he's going to die. Maybe we'll get some hard hitting stuff. Do some subs- substance this week. I maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, you know what? I I thought I was going to mention when we were talking about the Beast World issue earlier. Like, even in that little bit of a news, uh, you know, a news conference on tv did more legwork than a lot of tom taylor stuff yeah,
2: we, we find out
1: yeah tom king i'm sorry we find out about that whole boss eric and like yeah okay you're doing more stuff so we'll see how it is hopefully we'll get some cool books when we get to those that is it Uh probably a shorter podcast than we used to but some of these books are kind of like there let's feed for us bullshit but with all of that, everybody check out all of the links in the show notes, all the things including our websites and the YouTube podcast and our Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash But That is it, Eric. What do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. We Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
2: You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.